The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. National Football Show with your boy Big Sales. How you doing? Happy hump day to you. Hope all are having a great day as we're getting closer to a pretty good football game this weekend at Lincoln Financial. Please hit the like button. We appreciate everybody that comes aboard here. Thank you so much. I thank you. Kyle, thank you. (laughs) Hey, Kyle is one of my favorite people that come and watch me all day. Me and Xander were just talking like, look at Kyle. Look at Kyle there. Silly right? I love those kind of folks. Thanks for coming aboard, Kyle. I appreciate it. You hate big sales, but here you are again for a little bit of punishment as we go around for the next three hours. By the way, Rob Ellis at the bottom of the hour. We will talk to our friend. First time on the National Football Show for Rob, too. I look forward to talking with him. And our boy, Philly 500. In hour number three at 5.30 Eastern time, I first want to start the show off by doing this, okay? All of our friends down in Florida and up the East Coast, by the way, Hurricane Ian may end up impacting this Jags and Eagle game on Sunday. As that thing rolls in over the weekend, that could impact that football game for bad weather. I don't know who that favors on either side. But it could impact that football game. There could be some torrential rain that go up the coast here. And how that impacts that Sunday game, I don't know. But, again, they're going to get bad weather in Philadelphia and at the link. So that could be an issue there. But, everybody, hey, man, be safe out there. It's going to go across the state. Doesn't look like it's going to go up into Tampa and it's going to go across to Jacksonville. You should have seen me trying to scramble today to try to get some people from Jacksonville on everybody's running for the hills now, man. And they're trying to seek safety right now. So again, we uh, send our, uh, our, our thoughts and prayers out with all the people that are down there, our good friends. We love the state of Florida. It's my second home. This is where I did a lot of success for broadcasting and both my sports career was down in the state of Florida. So we send our love out to the state of Florida. Brandon Graham, congratulations. NFC defensive player of the week. Look at the Eagles starting to rack up all these uh, weekly awards now. That's a great thing. Good for him too, right? Guy has to go through rehab, puts himself back on a field, gets himself back into the rotation. Now he's the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. That's great stuff, man. Hard work, understanding a system now. Good for him, man. That's really absolutely fabulous that he was your Defensive Player of the Week. You know, I kind of thought Devontae Smith might get the offensive player of the week, NFC-wise. I, I I thought, I maybe thought maybe he got jobbed a little bit in that. But I think one of those awards will come his way as we go into the season here. Please hit the like button. I'm going to get to some of your thoughts here in a sec. I'm going to get to the Jaguars right out of the gate. Seals, I played your Eagle song in my work truck radio, and now I'm waiting for <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sure you threw up all over yourself too, right? Hurt season, T. Washington. Sure looks like it. Jesse, what up, my brother? Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Popcorn TV. Love to come back for BG, Brian says. And he should have with those three sacks that he got, Brandon Graham. And absolutely. I tell you what, Josh Sweat, too. As great as he played in that football game on Sunday, he could have been in a conversation for defensive player of the week, too, on the NFC side. All right. Let me get into the Jags here. When you put on the tape and you watch a Jacksonville Jaguar team coached by Doug Peterson, that's different. That's a different looking team. They're not the Jags. There's discipline. You see it in how they play, how they run to the ball, how they have a sense of urgency. That's not the Jags. They run the ball effectively. They get after the quarterback effectively. The quarterback is playing within a structured system. They're well coached. You see it. They're disciplined. Special teams is disciplined. They got playmakers on that team. And I'll tell you, a part of their football team that's starting to pick it up big time is their defense. Okay? I mean it. That kid Lloyd can play. I wanted him on the Eagles instead of Jordan Davis. I had him slated in there as the 19th pick, the linebacker from Utah. I thought he was a Micah Parsons kind of clone. And I talked to Kyle Whittingham, his head coach at Utah, said he's a fabulous player. And I'll tell you what, he's going to make NFL Rookie of the Year. He's going to make at least the all-rookie team. He could be your defensive Rookie of the Year. He's a good-looking football player. The kid Walker from Georgia. Dude, they get after folks, man. They got a bunch of hitters on that team. And when you watch the 22 film on them, dude, they're grouping. Their old line's not bad. This I'm going to say this to you. I think they're better than Minnesota. I think this will be the Eagles' biggest test. Now, again, let me back it up and go, are the Eagles better? Yeah, you're at home also. Okay. They're, you're at home, but this team will be the best test. Trevor Lawrence is playing really good football. That kid can sling it, man. And he runs a four five. He looks like the talent that I thought he was going to be when he came out of Clemson. This kid's a good looking football player and you're seeing the good coaching, then putting pieces around them. And most importantly, having a structure around them. It's really cool. To, when, you, when you watch the Jags, if you didn't notice the helmet, you would swear it was Pittsburgh or Green Bay or a really disciplined football team like New England. They have a lot of dynamics like that. Everything is in a structure. You see what they're doing out of that bear front too. They're moving guys around. They're very versatile. They remind me of the old Patriot defenses early on in Belichick's run up there when they were taking guys like Brewski and Vrabel and moving them around. That's a pretty good-looking football team, okay? Better than Arizona Sills? I'll have to wait and check out Arizona for next week. I don't know yet because I started watching some film on the Jags last night. So I would say this. 
let me let me let me hang in there before I start saying that because I haven't watched enough film on Arizona yet. But I will say this Jacks team's not the same. That's not the same football team. They got a lot of players. And what Doug has done, what I think is one of the most important things, he's put a hell of a coaching staff together. You know, they've got a lot of good coaches. I know Mike McCoy from a long time ago. And Mike McCoy is doing a great job with Trevor Lawrence. Mike's the former head coach of the Chargers. It's funny. That's where I met Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni worked in San Diego for Mike McCoy. And you know who recommended Mike McCoy to Doug Peterson? Frank Reich. Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni recommended Mike McCoy, the quarterback coach, to Doug. Doug knew him too, though, of course. But that's the connection when he was putting his coaching staff together. He asked Frank, who do you think should be my quarterback coach? And he said, Mike McCoy. And Nick seconded it. So there's a connection with the coaching staff, with the three dudes. Remember this, okay? Mike McCoy is the quarterback coach in Jacksonville. And Sirianni worked for him, Mike McCoy, and so did Frank Reich. Frank was the offensive coordinator in San Diego. That's how that dynamic works. So you always have to put the the tea leaves and connect the dots when you're talking about how teams are going to approach one another and how much intel and insight do you have on what a team is trying to accomplish. You see a lot of the things that Phillip Rivers did when he was in San Diego, and you see how they want to get the ball out quick. They want to get it on rhythm. You want to be able to get a pace going, and you see that. You see him developing. Now, I didn't think he was spectacular in that Washington opener, but against the Colts, I thought he got real, really a good view of the field. It doesn't really against... The Chargers this past weekend, I thought he was great. I thought he was great. So he's got a really good understanding of what they're trying to do with that coaching staff. I really like Trevor Lawrence. I said to you that I think he can make the Pro Bowl this year. They might win that division. They just might. I don't really think that there's a lot of really good, powerful teams in that division. Okay, I just don't. You hear anything about the birds wanting D Ford? I have not heard that. Okay, that's what happens when Joey Bosa and J.C. Jackson aren't in the game. Slasher, right? But that's not the Jacks' fault. You got injured, guys. That's on you. Because, look, guys, just like Merrill Reese said yesterday, it's the war of attrition. That's part of it. This is part of the war of attrition. You know, it's funny. I tweeted something out this morning about Tug of Viola. And I said, Tug of Viola is not the answer in Miami. He's not. It's not because he's not good enough. It's the same dynamic that's going on in San Francisco. He's not durable enough. He's just not. Jimmy G's not being replaced in San Francisco because of talent. Jimmy G's being replaced because he can't stay healthy. That's why they went out and got a quarterback. Because Garoppolo's hurt all the time. Missing games. He's missed a boatload of games in San Francisco. That's why they went out and got Trey Lance. 
You're not trying to replace a guy who's won 38 ball games since he's been in San Francisco because he sucks. It's not the case. He they go far with Garoppolo. You know, you you can't do this. Well, Jimmy G doesn't put great numbers up. Well, neither do a lot of quarterbacks, including Lamar Jackson. He doesn't put gigantic passing numbers up. He is this year. Okay? The NFC East is a stronger division than the AFC South. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And again, I want everyone to understand, I don't hate Tua. Absolutely not. I have nothing against the kid. You hope he makes it. Some guy in Miami's trying to tell me, yeah, well, Herbert's... I go, dude, don't kid yourself. The Dolphins had to do it all over again. They would have took Justin Herbert over to in that draft. What are you, crazy? Use your common sense. Three games, he's played well. Now he's dinged up and there's still a chance he may not play on Thursday night because of the concussion protocol. NFL Players Association is even looking into it and how they put him back on the field so fast. So again, I mean, this this is concussion protocol stuff. It's not even like a knee or an ankle or a shoulder. What happens when we get to the quarter pole and the halfway quarter pole of the season? Is he going to be too banged up to finish the year? Hey, that goes on. This is what you got to give Jalen a lot of love for. I'm going to get to Jalen here in a minute because there was a story on the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer about Jalen Hurts today, and I want to hit on that a little bit here. Look, I think Tua's a good ball player. I really do. I think he's a good ball player. He's just not durable enough. What's up, Magic? What's up, Maniac? Appreciate you coming aboard. It's Tua's back, not his head. Oh, it's his back, Rich? He's got a a burner? Okay. Appreciate it. Still's a good chunk of the offense. Dolphins stats came from that fourth quarter with the Ravens. I know. Would they score like 21 points in like eight minutes or some, or 160 seconds or some shit like that? I know, man. A lot of it. Greg says, Sills, Jaguars have some good linebackers. Boy, they do, man. That Kayvon kid can hit. Dude, man, they got some ball players. How Urban Meyer didn't do shit with that football team a year ago stuns me, which means this. He didn't want to be a head coach. This guy, when he walked in and he walked into Shade Khan's office, the owner of the Jags, this guy used this guy used a smile to rob a bank. I mean, seriously, most people who are criminals use guns. This guy used a smile and his what little reputation he had to get that job and steal money. One of the greatest, one of the greatest thefts of all time when it came to stealing money was what Urban Meyer did to the Jags. Remember I told you last year at the beginning of the year, Urban Meyer won't make the year. And he didn't. He didn't make the year. But that wasn't wasn't a shocker, okay? Urban Meyer's a joke. Complete joke. Snake, thank you. Dude, doesn't, hey, one of the biggest red flags for me last year was when he didn't go back with his team. I had never seen that before. I had never heard of anything like that before. But guys, when you watch this Jags team, I'm going to tell you something here. They got some ball players. 
the Eagles are still better. They're better. But don't think you could just throw your helmet on the field on Sunday and you're going to have a rollover. Those guys are going to play their ass off for Doug Peterson because they know he's coming home. They know he wants a good showing. There's no question Doug is going to, he's going to get a great performance out of these guys. The weather's going to be a factor, I think, on Sunday as that hurricane comes up the coast. Like I said, I don't know who that favors, but to me, if I had to pick a team and who that favored, I'd pick the team that runs the ball, which is the Eagles. Dude, you got bad weather? Look at what the Eagles are built for. Let me show you something here. And this made me think, even this storm, and what this storm shows you, what your team is capable of doing. Say you got to go. Say you don't win home field advantage in the NFC at the end of the year. Say you don't. Say you're second or such like that. And it has to go through Tampa or it has to go through Green Bay. Okay? Say it has to go through Green Bay. Okay. Most likely Green Bay, I think. I think if it's going to be not Philadelphia, I think it's going to be Green Bay at the end of the day. I'm still holding it that I think it's going to be Philly. But let's play along here. Look what you're built for. Say it's like 30 below. Or it's snowing like it was a year ago when, when San Francisco went into Green Bay. Why did San Francisco win that game last year against Green Bay? They were built for the elements. They could run the ball. They didn't have to make a shitload of throws to win. The Eagles are built the same way. You don't have to go in to a place with bad weather. And you know this. Late in the year, when you need to... Hey, how about this? Late in the year, when you got to go into a place like New York in the Meadowlands and that wind blowing off 16W there, and you got to go in there and play, or you got to go to Soldier Field, got the worst turf in the league, and you got to go up there and play a ball game, you're built for it. You're not one of these finesse football teams that has to rely on throwing the ball. How many times did we see Peyton Manning because he played in the Dome and he played in that field house? Every time he went to New England, he got the shit kicked out of him. Or if he went into Baltimore, he got, he got beat because they didn't play in the elements. The Patriots practicing that stuff. Okay? Practicing in that stuff. You're built for it, though. Okay? You're built for it. Richie goes, who is Green Who is Green Bay beaten? Richie, who have you beaten? Don't start doing that because you don't have that great a resume. It's not like you're what Miami's done. Look who Miami's beaten. Beaten the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Bills. That's impressive. That's your first three ball games? That's pretty impressive, Holmes. That's getting it done. You're beating some good quarterbacks and some good coaches and some good franchises. All three of those teams have a shot at making the postseason. It's still a debate on whether Minnesota makes it. Detroit's not making it. Washington may get the first pick in the draft. So before you start pointing and saying, who have they beat? Who have you beat? You haven't beat anybody. Okay. Colts just beat Cam. Yeah, okay. Right. All right. Yeah. And the Jags just took apart a Jags team, or the Jags just took apart a Charger team 
that beat you last year in your own place. Okay? I mean, let's let's hang in there on who you want to match up here yet. Let's worry about the Jags here. It's going to be a good football game. This is going to be a good football game, I'm telling you. Look, again, as we get closer to the end of the week, I'll bury the lead here a little bit with you. I'll tell you why I think the Eagles end up winning it. And we'll do that as we get closer to the end of the week here. But Jacksonville's going to put points up. This could be the best team to this point that they've played. And this is going to be the best coach team that they've played to this point. They're a well-coached team. That's a good coaching staff he's put together, Doug. That's a good coaching staff. Good coaching staff. Okay. So, Xander, am I right when I say this? Jeff McClain is a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He has a story on the front page of the Nash, of the Philadelphia Inquirer. And he's suggesting right now that Jalen Hurts is in line for a long-term extension here at the end of the season. And you're starting to see the media starting to get behind it now. Now, as I've told you, for me, after three ball games, like what Merrill said, let's let this thing play out. Let's let this play out. And how about this? Let's enjoy it. You can't do anything right now during the season because of the CBA. What's the rush? What's the rush and what's the hurry? There isn't one. It's great to have a... Watch this. Am I in line right now to where I'm getting to a point where I would say that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles should start having conversations in the offseason about a long-term deal as the future quarterback of the team? Am I saying that right now on September 28th? No. We haven't even got through the first four games of the season yet. We're not even at the first quarter poll of the year. They played no one with no significance to the playoff run, except for the people like you guys say that are in front of them. And again, I'm not against if the kid ends up doing what we've asked and want and expect by the end of the year on sitting down and having a conversation. And Jeff McClain has started that conversation on the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer. The question is going to be, how much? How long? What is going to be proper and still building the football team? And still putting pieces and managing a salary cap? Are you going to get a football? You know, I had a conversation yesterday. And somebody asked me why. Tom Brady was successful. Why do you guys, here, let's back this up. Why do you guys think Tom Brady was successful in New England for 20 plus years? Why do you guys think he was successful? Just, 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 just some random thoughts on why. I had a conversation and some people are in the, are in, are in the line of, Get as much money as you possibly want and can get. Others aren't. Okay? Others aren't. 
stability and a great coach. Because his will to be great. Brady reads D and they adjust. Here, here's here, Belichick studied for him. Stability and a great coach. Those are all great guys. That's part of the learning curve that Tom Brady went on with Belichick and that journey that they went on each and every single week as they prepared for the teams they were playing. But can I tell you why? And I have a feeling Jalen Hurts is going to take the same page out of Tom Brady's playbook. Follow along with me and tell me if you agree or disagree here, okay? I think the reason that Tom Brady, there was two things the reason that Tom Brady succeeded when no one thought he was going to succeed. It's almost the same kind of story with Jalen Hurts here. And here's the story. You never thought that Tom Brady would sit there and be so willing to learn. And he was willing to learn. Jalen's willing to learn. Jalen's willing, willing to do things that maybe sometimes aren't convenient to his statistics, like in that Detroit game. And can I tell you the biggest reason that I think Tom Brady succeeded, whereas Aaron Rodgers and some of these other guys failed? Brady knew to invest in himself. He was never the highest paid ball player in the NFL's history. Can you imagine that? The greatest player in pro football history never was the highest paid guy in the history of the club or in the, or I should say in the history of the league. He was never, he took haircuts so that they could keep the old line intact. He took haircuts so that they could keep Darrell Rivas. He took haircuts so that they could keep Stefan Gilmore. He took haircuts to have a balanced roster and salary cap. Remember when you went to New England for a while, what was the big conversation? Hey, if you're going to New England, you're not going there to make money. You're going there to win championships. That was all because of Brady. Now, look at what New England has to do. New England has to overpay for everyone to go there. Nobody's inspired to go and play for Mac Jones. Not that he's a bad quarterback. He's still improving himself. But when you went to New England and you saw Tom Brady taking haircuts, pay cuts, and not taking Mac's money, you knew right then and there, hey, if I'm not going to play Tom Brady, Mac's money in New England, then get this. Make, make, you know I'm not going to. The secret sauce in New England. And Jalen, Jeff McClain's article today in the Inquirer about long-term extension, I think you may have a guy here that may pull that page out of the Brady playbook because Brady was never the highest paid guy in New England. That money went to O-Lyman, Stefan Gilmore, uh, Darrell Revis, went to Vrabel, went to guys like uh, Wes Welker and uh, Edelman and Amendola. Made sure that O-Lyman were all intact. Brady invested in himself for 21 years, and now he's getting paid. Got a big Fox deal ready. This guy's made half a billion dollars. It's credible. And I think Jalen's that guy too. It's going to be interesting at the end of the year. I'll tell you, one of my favorite shows that I watch every single day is Sports Take. Rob Ellis 
D-Gun and Barrett do such a great job. Rob comes on with us right now here, man. Rob, man, thank you so much for taking time, man. I'll tell you what, I watch you guys every day. I love what you guys are doing, man. You guys just kick it around. It's so fluid now. And you guys really, man, it's really, it really is a privilege, a privilege and pleasure to watch your show. My pleasure, Dan. Thanks. I've followed your career, all your other stops, man. And it's great to be, uh, great to be your lead in brother. Absolutely, man. It's really fun. We have such a great network here. All right, Rob three and O start. Mm -hmm. We had Marilyn yesterday and he goes, Dan, no, I'm not even going to try to do the imitation because I can't do it. Okay. He's like, it's three games. Give me your assessment on what you've seen so far. Um, I think they're a very complete team, Dan. And you're right. I mean, the, the one thing you can't account for is injuries because that, that could change everything in a second. But I see a team that can beat you through the air, can beat you on the ground offensively with a really strong offensive line. I see a team defensively that you saw last week, how they can get after the quarterback but they can also single you up at the corner spot with Bradbury, with Slay. That's a luxury not a lot of teams have can do. You know that, which allows you guys to tee off up front. So if, if I had one nitpicking kind of issue, I would say they're not great special teams-wise in terms of the return game. Um, but that's a good nitpick. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of talent, too. I, we were going through it today, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the NFC, and I see a lot of flawed teams. You know, the AFC is a better conference, and – this thing's there for the taking. Dallas is not going away, despite what some Eagles fans might want to hear. Um, you know, they, they're more than holding the fort without Dak. So they're good. Um, and it's going to be a two-horse race. But I don't see any killers here. I don't think Green Bay's a killer. I don't think Tampa's a killer. I really don't think the Rams are a killer. It's a wide-open conference. Rob, do you want to see Devontae a little bit more back there in punt return? I'll tell you, if you start to get the ball in his hands, I could see a better version maybe of Djax. You do want to protect him because of his size, but he has – he's gotten bigger this year. He's a bigger mm -hmm. kid than he was a year ago, so he's put some weight on. But, again, is this just going to be like a one-off or you're going to see him occasionally back there? Or would you like to see him more? Because they could get they could get big chunk yardage with him back there, and that could change field position also for your offense. You know what, Dan? I, I think – if I'm going to pick and choose my spots with him, I'm probably using him in bigger moments rather than last week, just the first time, right? This is the very beginning of the game for people who didn't see the game. Um, the only thing that would concern me is it's not so much even him holding up with the hits. Their blocking scheme stinks. I mean, you're seeing Covey get lit up, and I know he's inexperienced, but but other guys that they've tried back there getting killed. That's what would worry me. And I know, you know, Devontae would make people miss more than maybe Covey would. But that would concern me a little. I agree with you. He's he's wiry, man. Like people think of him as just this skinny dude, like a Todd Pinkston for Eagles fans from back in the day. He's not. He's strong. He is ripped. So I think he could hold up ultimately. But I think I'm looking at him in, in probably like bigger moments. That's what they used to do with Deshaun at the end of his career. It wouldn't be all the time, but it's the third quarter and you're down 10. You know, throw him back there. Let me get over to that Jeff McLean article that was in the Inquirer today about extending him at the end of the year and talking about his future. I'm talking Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, you know, you know, Rob, he's a young kid too. Still, man, I take a three-year deal. Do you think he's going to be a guy that's going to work with the front office because he's going to feel? I don't want to say obligated because look, he's doing a service. He's winning games for you. He's putting up the numbers. And he's clearly gotten better. If you're Jalen, and prior to bringing you on, I said the one thing that Brady did that other quarterbacks in the NFL never did, 
he invested in himself, Rob. He never took the most money so that Revis could get it. His O-line, his left tackle. And he benefited from having a great team around him instead of seeing some of these teams get ripped apart. Look at Kansas City and Green Bay. You have to lose Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill because you're paying your quarterback $50 million. I think he's smart to see that. I'm not saying he should take massive haircuts here, but Mm -hmm. how do you think this relationship will look at the end of the year, especially if he comes through with what we're looking for? I think he is more on the Brady side of it from from that standpoint, bigger picture. I also think the Eagles are so good at getting these things done early that you generally get a pretty good discount. They he, you know, Howie's been notorious for that for years. So I think the combination of those two things, not letting it become a Lamar Jackson situation, which I the Eagles never let that happen. So I don't really sweat that too much. But I think getting it done this early, this is where you might see them do it like next couple of weeks. I and I know a lot of fans would say, my God, man, why would you do it so early? It's only three games in the season because you can probably get him at more of a discount. And I, I think I never, I would have told you before the season, let it play out, man. He's got another year next year, get it done in the off season, make this entire 17 games and or playoffs, the proving ground for him this season. But the way it's going so far, Dan, and maybe I'm, you know, recency biased, guilty, you know, hand up. Uh, I think it may come a little bit earlier because it could benefit the team if they get it done earlier. I'll tell you something, Rob. They've been three differently approached games by him. And I've said this to everyone. You know, Rob, you go back to that first game and that 56 completion percentage. First thing I did was I ripped it. Then I watched the 22. There were 10 times he did this. Running up before he ran out of bounds, he took the incomplete pass so he wouldn't take the negative yardage. And that was something to me that showed me that team before individual accomplishments and I love that, that that kid did that. You know Aaron Rodgers ain't doing that or some of those other guys are doing Nobody's doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then the way he played against Minnesota, completely different. Then how he played, he didn't really run last week. I no. mean, his field presence and his pocket presence has, has improved so much. And you see the other guy we saw on Sunday who run in, he runs in the sacks. I can't think of a guy who has worse – pocket presence than Carson Wentz. I mean, do you see the same thing in his evolving at the quarterback position? Yeah, first off, to your last point, Wentz is a disaster. He's a shot fighter. I mean, that's over. Um, he, he, I don't know if he'll be in the league in three years. Um, but as, as far as Jalen goes, all you need to do is go back to last week. It used to be if he didn't run, they weren't going to win. Or if they didn't pound the football and, and run for 200 yards, Dan, in general, they weren't going to win. They didn't run the ball particularly well, and he didn't run much last week. And they still killed that team. I don't care what the score was. That was the non-competitive football game. You know that. Yeah. So he's showing you now. He's also There's also a willingness to roll to his left, to, to throw a guy open, a touch pass in the middle of the field, You know, just a little drop over two linebackers. We didn't see that before. It was either you know, try and hammer a deep shot, take off to your right, and maybe complete a pass. There is a big evolution in, 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 the, in the scale, the, the prism, the spectrum, if you will, this passing game with him. And sky's the limit because you have a lot of diverse receivers. You have the technician in Devontae. You have the yards after catch guy in A.J. Smith. And you have the deep shot in Quez. Even, Dan, last week, he's not catching a ball, but he's drawing two pass interference uh, penalties. Not to mention Goddard, who's top five, top seven tight end in the game. So he's keeping these guys fed to an extent. I think in a way where you're not going to have any problems, guys aren't going to be unhappy, but he's showing you he can do it every different way. I'll tell you, Rob, uh, something else too. 
Howie Roseman here. Do you know currently right now they're sitting in the seven hole for the 2023 NFL draft? Can you imagine if that thing continues to implode in New Orleans and they get into the top five picks and you got a potential to go get that kid from Alabama, Will Anderson, Mm -hmm. and you put him on the outside in a rookie contract and you put that guy out there? He's the best player Nick Saban has ever coached. And I mean, he is a freak show. Mm -hmm. Look at what he's done here with this football team. They're in the seven hole, Rob. Can you believe that they could have a top five pick by the end of the year and make it to the NFC title game? I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Dan, think about the, how quickly he's done this. Like we've seen teams have to really go in the toilet for years to build it back up to where he's done it on the fly. I mean, it was two years ago. Doug was still here. Carson was still here. You had old receivers. You had Deshaun Jackson here and it looked like it was headed nowhere. You had four wins two years later. You know, we're talking about Jalen Hurts getting an extension. We're talking about potentially a number seven pick, another first-round pick in your back pocket for next year, a team that, that may be as complete as any team, in, in certainly in the NFC, but maybe in football in that conversation. It's been a remarkable turn of events. It's, it's a couple of really good drafts combined with the ability to make trades. I, I don't know what Tennessee – I still don't know what Tennessee is thinking letting A.J. Brown go. You ruined Derrick Henry is what you did in Tennessee. Um but how he pounced, man, he smells blood. He's a real shark in that sense, and he's really good at that kind of thing. But it's been a crazy quick turnaround. Absolutely. Two last questions for you here, Rob. Um, do you think it's a product of Jonathan Gannon's system, the defensive coordinator, or do you think it's just people like – you know, I said this about Josh Sweat. He's got to prove to everybody he could be a, a mm-hmm. three-down D lineman, and he has. Uh, you're seeing what – uh, with Barnett did. You're seeing what all these guys have done in the front. You're seeing a lot of guys, especially TJ Edwards. Holy cow, that guy was undrafted. He might be the best player on that defense for the value yep. that you pay him. And then, like you said, the corners. I don't know. Matt Patricia, we got to thank him, I think, every day for <laughs> being the bonehead that he is, for letting that guy out of Detroit. I mean, is it guys just getting more comfortable in the system, Rob? Or do you think Jonathan Gannon is adding something to the creativity of how this defense is playing? I think he's definitely adding something, Dan. I, I think that we we viewed, um, like Nick Sirianni, we viewed Jalen Hurts through a different prism. We allowed them some time to grow. And we also afforded them the opportunity to get better players. Like you added an A.J. Brown, you upgraded that from Jalen Rager. That was night and day, right? That really helped the quarterback. But it really helped Steichen and Sirianni look better as offensive minds. Gannon... Look, you know, he didn't have enough talent last year. And when you add five pieces, and I'm including Jordan Davis in there, who gets significant time, it's going to take you a little while as a coach. And even the first game, yeah, it looked a little dicey. But you saw the difference in week two with Minnesota. You saw it last week with Washington. Look, this is going to be a good test with Jacksonville. I'm, I'm actually excited to see what it looks like because Trevor Lawrence has been awesome, right? And their offense has some, has some talent. So, but I think he is adding to this. Absolutely. I do. I, I was one, I coined the, the ridiculous. I know I watch it. Yeah. The GAN wagon. (laughs) You know, I'm still bleeding. I think from that, but he's, he's doing a nice job. I'm not sold like saying, Oh my God, he's, he's the end all be all as a defensive coordinator. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is he's finally got enough talent around him where you can evaluate him legitimately for the pieces that he has. Finally here, you're born and raised in Philadelphia. My good friend, Tony Bruno, when I was a young kid, I used to go down to Nickel Beer Night in Wildwood. Used to have a bunch of fun. 
I can remember all the great moments in Philadelphia, the late 60s, the Sixer team with Wilt on it. Um, that was a great team that won all those ball games, 68 games, the 1960 uh, championship with uh, Chuck Bednarik, the 83 Sixers, the 80 Phillies, the Broad Street Bullies. Did Doug Peterson deliver the greatest sports moment in your lifetime when they won in 2017? And that's a lot of great sports in your city. Yeah. But was that the great greatest moment when he walks through that tunnel? Mm-hmm. I think Philadelphia is going to – they're going to stand and cheer him, Robbie. It's, it's the greatest moment, I think. Tell me from a guy who was born and raised there. Yeah, I, I would say, Dan, for the life of me, I, I don't know what your motivation is if you boo that guy. Like, really. He still right. wanted to be here. It wasn't his choice to leave. Um, he won a super he, – he slayed the dragon, man. He slayed the evil empire. He went toe-to-toe with Belichick and Brady – with a backup quarterback, a backup left tackle, a backup middle linebacker, a backup best special teams player, and won that game. And he did it with balls. I mean, the the Philly special, going for it on fourth down when he knew if he punted it in that situation in the fourth, Brady scoring again. He he was a gangster in that game. I don't know what you don't love about him. I think it's going to be – I truly believe this, Dan. I know the reputation of Philadelphia fans. I think this will be universal love shown to Doug Peterson. And to answer your question – Yes, because I never thought in my lifetime I'd see the Eagles win a Super Bowl. I'm telling you, I got to that point where I was, it was just, you know, my father was at the 60 game at Franklin Field with Bednarik that you just referenced, and he never thought he'd see it again. And, th- and rest in peace, he did get to see it. He passed a couple of years back. But it, it was a, a truly special moment for, for anybody. And it was just one of those games. It was a freaking prize fight, toe-to-toe, man. And they beat those guys. I could not, but, but Rob, the way they beat them up, it was white flag stuff. Yep. And my, it, I think the greatest coaching moment in the history of the Super Bowl was when that guy Foles walks over and goes, hey, how about the Philly special? And Peterson has all of his papers. Right. He's got his pen here. He goes, Chart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. okay, let's go. And like, I'm that, going like dude, this. Dan, speak as a player. You, you, when the, a coach gives you like the, yeah, let's do I it. I get goosebumps yeah. now. You're ready to go, man. You are ready to make, you are going to execute that goddamn play at all costs. If that's the case, man, what an, I will tell you this. Let me, let me, let me sneak this in before you let me go. I know how tight you are with Jerome Brown. Okay. I loved Jerome Brown as a player. Loved him. Okay. He was my guy as an Eagle. I got an opportunity probably, Oh man, it had to be 10 years around, around about after he passed to go as a producer and do a piece on his parents and his, and his sons. I went to his house that he grew up in, in Brooks, Brooksville Brooksville, or Brooksville. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. His parents left the room as it, as it was, you know, when he was a kid, it was so touching. His father and mother were such nice people. Really? And you just knew you know, where he came from and, and it spoke volumes about the kind of person he was. But I, I just wanted to tell you that because I, Jerome was, I love Jerome. Let me, let me, let me tell you one small story too, when we were at his funeral and every single freaking Eagle guy, including Buddy show up, Reggie's in tears. Chris Carter is standing bawling the entire area. My wife, then my girlfriend is sitting in the middle Cortez Kennedy, Russell Maryland are in tears. We're, it was all the Miami guys mm-hmm. and it was all the Eagle guys. And we carried his box. We laid him the rest. We all took our ties off, Reggie and everything. 
-hmm. We all took our ties off and we threw our ties into the box to say goodbye to him. I remember Seth crying. I mean, all of us, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, Andre Waters was there, Wes, everyone. And we all sung there and we sang songs before we, we closed it up. And I have never seen a football team in a city love Jerome as much as I, I did when uh, he passed. I couldn't believe the outpour of love that yeah. they had for that guy. Yep. I mean, and that's the you way know, the whole war 98 called. because of that highway that went through there was 98. Jerome was a very simple man. Oh, man. And then he wore 99 when mm -hmm. he got to Philly, but he wore 98 at Miami because of the highway, and he always loved Brooksville. And he just loved Philadelphia so much. He loved Buddy. He loved the fans. I I think Jeff Fisher was their D-line coach. He was. He was. And Jeff Fisher told me a story that because you know that big parking lot they used to have up? Well, it's still there, um, out front of the vet. Yeah. Jerome would be on one of those, like, speed motorcycles. And yeah, the four-wheelers. So nervous. Yep. Because he was such a maniac. Rob, I, I, I love listening to you talk about the history of your, your city because it really is. I, I tell people this, Rob. I'm not an Eagle fan. I'm getting there, but I am a fan of the fans. Dude, these people are insanely great. They're smart. They call you out. They'll give you shit. And if you can take the shit, they'll stick with you. Yep. And so, I mean, it's – my wife says this, Rob. Hey, who would have thought? People in Philly? Yeah. Okay, Silio. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's not a shocker. Hey, and by the way, your wife on Twitter too, man, she's like – I was like, you did the gritty, right? And she, <laughs> I go – she goes, oh, that was, I go, no, I love it. Are you kidding me, man? My wife made, I've been married 33 years, Rob. Yeah. It's the only thing that I, that I hold dear to my life is that I have been committed to my wife for 33 years. We've got a beautiful daughter and it means the world to me. And it's great to see that your family's involved in your career too. Yeah. They all get a kick. They, they, you know, they, obviously she was like, oh my God. And she was, she was. <laughs> He was loving it. She's like, I'm communicating with Dan right now about your gritty dance. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> did you ever go to the Rainbows with Tony? I did. Yeah. So Tony and I, Tony and I go way back. Tony, Bruno, way back. So I, yeah, I know Tony. <laughs> Tony's a trip. Tony. Tom is, Bigby. Does that Tom, ring a bell? Oh God. Tom. Wait Bigby a minute. Wait a, a minute. A so tough Tom SOB, Bigby man. Did this shit to me. I did an audition for WIP years ago. And there's this light that used to come on in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like this. What the hell's the light for? That's as long as you can keep the collar on. Exactly. And I went like this. Dude, you got, there's a time frame that you have to keep a call. What if the call's good and you want trying to make content? Because you're, you're, you're making content out of these folks. Uh -huh. And they're going like, no, 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 you can't. And I'm like, I was like, this guy here. Yeah, the old days were nuts. Uh, you know, I, I worked Andy Bloom. I, I worked for all those guys. Oh, I love Andy. Yeah, those those were some crazy days, man. It like radio's gone in some weird places now, as you well know. Yeah. Uh, but back then, man, it was woo. There was some. I wild still talk stuff. to Andy, man. I mean, I yeah. I like Andy, man. I mean, it's the, I, I really do. You're at a great station. You're at a great yeah. place with us here. We really appreciate it, Rob. Thank you so much for coming aboard. And yeah. hey, man, Dan, keep it cranking, man. We, we love. I love being a part of the team, brother. Keep it up. Me too. Thank you so much, Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you doing this, man. Rob Ellis, don't forget to check him out on Sports Take. That was really great stuff there. Really appreciate him taking time out of his day because, you know, when you do a show like this, hey, Sills, can you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. For those three guys, absolutely all the time we do that. No question. Hey, 
Hit the like button. Don't forget our good friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free, meaning this. They do not get paid unless you do. If you're hurt or injured on the job, the most important thing that you could do for your family is find that right attorney firm that will represent you to get you the fair compensation that your family deserves. For the people is not a slogan. It is who they are. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, Morgan & Morgan is there to represent you to the max. There's no case too small or too big for them, and they will not be intimidated. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Dan Silio sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Chills. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Appreciate Rob stepping in with us. By the way, in hour number three, we'll have Philly 500 with us, and we will get his thoughts. By the way, also, tomorrow, Tony Baselli, Pro Football Hall of Famer. The weather's contingent on his appearance, I think, because of what's going on with Hurricane Ian. Um, let's let's um I think he's gonna make it. Okay, I do. I think he's gonna make it, but tentatively right now we got Tony Baselli for tomorrow. So um later on though, we got Philly five hundred stepping in with us. And we appreciate everybody coming aboard here. I'm gonna get to what a lot of Eagle fans are saying about this 2022 team already. And I want to reflect back a little bit on 17's team. I'll get to it here in a sec. I'm going to, I want to hit on a topic that I hit on a little bit yesterday. And I want to throw this around you guys one more time. How many people think the Dallas Cowboys should move off of Dak Prescott? Move off the guy. I'm not saying Cooper Rush is, is better than Dak. Not saying that. Okay? Richie says no. Mr. International says me. Tom says I do. You think you're getting $45 million worth of production out of Dak Prescott? And you know what most people constitute when they say production? His numbers. Isn't Dak Prescott Kirk Cousins? Aren't they the same guy? The only reason you look at Dak Prescott differently than Kirk Cousins is because he's the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. What is different from Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott? Tell me the difference. Completion percentage the same. They throw for just about the same amount of yards every year. They pretty much had the same amount of postseason wins. Right? Dak Prescott's Kirk Cousins. What up, Cody? Appreciate it. T. T Carr says the same thing. More games won. I'm not paying Dak Prescott $45 million to win more regular season games. I'm paying Dak Prescott. When you make four, this is what's going to go on with Jalen here. When you win a lot of regular season games and you don't win a lot of postseason games, people are going to go like this. You shrink in moments. Dak shrinks. If Kirk Cousins shrinks, Dak shrinks too. Okay? There's no difference. By the way, is Dak good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely. Is he a $45 million guy? Those elite dudes that we're talking. Big money guy. No. He's not a big money guy. I pay that guy the same money I pay Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins. Until he shows me a moment? Doesn't that have to happen also with Jalen before you start talking 46-1? Hey, I think Arizona's going to have buyer's remorse. 
How many people really think Kyler Murray is going to win playoff games? With that baby attitude of his, always looking to point the finger at somebody. That's You're going to have Steve Kime, the general manager, in my opinion, and Arizona's going to have buyer's remorse. The Bidwells are going to have buyer's remorse with that. He's a good talent. He's fun to watch. 215 goes, I'd pay Dak $15 an hour. <laughs> Man, you, you make more at White Castle than that, dog. <laughs> Average quarterbacks are now earning 30 to 35. Okay. Okay. But dude, 30 million bucks of your salary cap. I'd rather pay Cooper Rush. Build my team like Howie did. Like I said to you, the golden nugget with Jalen Hurts is the money he's making. Howie Roseman would have none of the guys on this current 2023 roster or 22 roster if Jalen was making max money because he couldn't have the leverage. You don't have the cap space. Look at the teams that get affected with the big money quarterbacks that are being paid. You're constantly losing quality players. Von Miller is being felt in Los Angeles. He's being felt. Okay? He is. He's being felt, man. There's no question. Because I haven't seen Aaron Donald in the first three weeks. Jalen's salary and his play are what are making this story unbelievable because it gives the general manager the autonomy to go out and get people that he needs. It, and, and what Rob said, one of the most incredible things, man, two years ago, you're 4-11-1 and, and look like shit in that final game. And all of a sudden now, you're this team? 24 months ago, you were not this team. The only reason you are this team was two ballsy moves. Getting rid of Hurts and eating that $33 million a year ago on your cap. Remember, you had to eat it. It was like the most ever until what we saw just this last year now with Atlanta when they did the same thing with Matt Ryan. Look at how he created even a trend. You'll eat it in the in the immediate because you know at the long term it's going to be beneficial to you. 215 goes, you see Dak celebrating on the sideline while Rush is making plays. I like Dak. To, hey, 215. I like Dak a lot. I, I, I like Dak a lot. Okay? But quite frankly, he ain't winning. And I'm not paying a guy 30 to $45 million to get bounced in the opening round when I can pay people like Cooper Rush or Kirk Cousins to do the same shit. Dude, I'm paying Patrick Mahomes. I'm paying Joe Burrow. You see what these guys are. Patrick Mahomes in his young career, look at how accomplished he is. Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP, four straight AFC championships. Dude, I don't know about you, but that's getting it done. That's getting it done, man. 
Joseph says, Big Sills, to be honest, I'd rather face Dak with Dallas than Cooper Rush. I know Cooper Rush looks like he has the command of the offense, and it looks like he and Kellen Moore are on the same page more, no? Joseph, I think Kellen, isn't it funny? Kellen Moore was a backup quarterback, and here's a backup quarterback succeeding. And when you had Nick Foles and Frank Reich and Doug Peterson, all backup quarterbacks connecting with one another, we get the pleasure of a deep roster right now. Absolutely, Wordsmith. Absolutely. You're going to win the NFC because of Jalen Hurts' contract and his play. Absolutely. I said it from day one. You're the deepest roster in the NFC, and by the end of the year, you may be the most complete roster by the end of the year. See, the war of attrition, I don't care if you have superstar players. Here's the problem. Here's the difference between the Rams and the Eagles, guys. They can't sustain injuries because you know why? They pay all them frontline guys money. They have no depth. I, I told you this yesterday. The Eagles have seven linemen that could start anywhere in the NFL. The Giants in Washington don't have one combined. Dave Gettleman had five years to find one lineman. Jeff Stout. Jeff Stoutland has seven dudes you could plug in. Incredible. Incredible. Dak is not a leader in any sense of the word. I, I don't think that's fair. I think Dak is. He's just overpaid. I just think he's overpaid. AT&T Stadium or the link. I think it's the type of fans you put in those cribs, Nick. I'd rather be around Eagle fans at AT&T Stadium or the link. See, you're looking at the stadium. I'm looking at the people that fill the seats. You can't get a better crowd than the Eagle crowd. Eagle crowd versus Cowboy crowd? You kidding me? I'll take I'll take Eagle Crowd. I'll take the Eagle Crowd. Right? I mean, AT&T, the link. What makes those places? The people that roll in there make them joints. Like like hey, they used to call it Ralph Wilson Stadium. Bills Mafia is awesome. <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a great place. Dang, look at that, man. Such an eagle guy, man. Okay. All right, I'm going to talk a little bit about the 2022 and 2017 team. There's a lot of conversation going on with that. Please hit the like button. Hour number two is coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. 
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. National football show, please hit the like button. Thanks, guys. Carson Wentz is probably at the end of the day going to cost Ron Rivera his job. And that's a shame. Look at what, and again, look at what, when you make the wrong move at that position, does for a coach's career when you don't have the right quarterback. Ron's a good coach. He's a talented coordinator and defense, and he's a talented coach. But it doesn't matter. Look at Belichick. You, the one thing that I don't like, though, what the media does, here's the number one thing people are automatically saying about Belichick. Bill's being exposed. No, he's not. That thing's running out of gas. How long do you think you're going to be able to keep talented people in the building and for as long as they did, it was remarkable. They kept talented people in that New England building for 21 years. The longest dynasty. There were really three different dynasties inside of that 21 years in New England. And now they're like, well, Bill, you, you want to hear something crazy? Bill Parcells never won a Super Bowl without Belichick on his coaching staff. So what? 
Are you looking at Parcells going like this? If Bill wasn't on that staff, he's not the coach that you think he was? Okay. Right? And I've always said, hey, because I've always looked at Parcells' coaching career and went like this. Okay, well, a little bit over 500. Tom Coughlin's got the same record and the same amount of Super Bowl wins. I don't know. Right? Tom Coughlin's got two Super Bowl wins too. I think he's got a little bit better even of a win percentage than what Parcells has. Are you trying to tell me that Parcells is a better coach than Tom Coughlin? I don't know. <clears throat> because media falls in love with certain guys. And they start putting different narratives out there on guys. Parcells, his win percentage, 530 or something like that, not exceptional. Not exceptional. He's, and I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Fame coach, but I'm saying if you're looking at him, Belichick hasn't lost anything. I do like coaches like Doug Peterson, though, that can go to different places. By the way, it's early, but Doug looks like he's the coach in Jacksonville. Maybe the first coach that they've had in Jacksonville since Tom Coughlin. Bill Parcells is an offensive guru? Really? How many thousand-yard wide receivers did he ever have? And I'm not talking about Mark Bavaro. Explain to me again what the guru's offense was? What are you talking about? In New York? You think that was a high-powered offense in New York? Shit, that offense in New York kind of resembled what they're doing in Philly now. But there's more talent in Philly at the wide receiver position than there was in New York. You probably can't even name the wideouts that were on that team. And Parcells is a defensive guy. Ray Perkins hired him. Ray Perkins actually hired Belichick too. So if, if Ray Perkins doesn't leave New York, Ray Perkins is in the Hall of Fame. He hired both Parcells and Bill Belichick and Romeo Cornell and all them dudes that would end up Tom Coughlin too that were on that coaching staff. Ray Perkins hired him. Ray was the coach. It, it that and Ray Ray Perkins drafted Phil Sims, Lawrence Taylor, and all those great football players that Parcells inherited. It wasn't like Bill drafted them. But Bill got free agents like OJ Anderson. And guys got guys like that. He didn't draft any of them dudes. Never drafted any of them. Okay. Hit the like button. Let me ask you, Philly has the best Italian girls? Hey. Sorry, that got my attention. Okay. Got the best Italian girls? I bet you Xander would probably go double down on that one too. Thank you. That's that's a good footnote. <laughs> all right. So I got to start doing this, man. I see it all over the internet right now. I do, man. So you guys today think that this Eagle team in 2022 is better than the 2017 Philadelphia Eagle team that won the Super Bowl? Today, do you think this team is better than what that team was that won it all? 
do you think it's better? Mr. International says no. Razor, I think so, yes. No. Showtime, I do. Maniac, I do. They're not proven enough. Talent-wise, probably. More talent. Tito, too soon. Yes, we won with backups playing in key positions, Steve, and I'm going to add that to it. Left tackle, quarterback, obviously. I said this, hey, what was a better combination? The O-line, D-line in 17 or the O-line, D-line in 2022? Christopher says something important here, deeper. Better skilled players? I don't think you have better backs today than you did in that 17 team. Your red zone backs were Fabulous. LeGarrette Blunt is a touchdown machine. Your running backs aren't better. And get this. Your quarterback played better in 17 than he's playing right now. Carson, and by the way, I think Jalen's playing MVP ball too. Carson, am I right when I say Carson ended up that season in 17 with 33 touchdowns? Is that that the year he had like 33 touchdowns before he ended up getting hurt? That's quite a year for a guy who missed the last few games. The amount of football he played to put up those kind of numbers. Jalen's a little bit behind what Wentz is doing. Would we, hey, I'm not saying who's better. I'm saying who's playing better and I'm trying to reflect back on 17. You think Hertz is playing better right now in seven t- in 2022 than Wentz played in 17? I don't think so. I think Wentz was playing so out of his mind. They were talking about him like he was Brett Favre. Jones says too soon. Probably. Carson played great right out of the gate, though, man. Then they went on like a nine-game roll or something. That's false. They already compared the numbers. Got more passing yards and TDs through three games. So you think that Wentz is playing, you think Hertz is playing better than what Wentz did out of the gate in 2017. Wentz had 3,200 passing yards. Didn't he have Maniac? Didn't he have 33 TDs that year, though? I might be wrong. I'm just, I'm, I, I thought he had 33 touchdowns, which is a franchise record. And he missed the last couple games of the year. He could have maybe got 37, 36 touchdowns that season. Okay. Yeah, but Carson was a one hit. I'm, 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 not, I'm not comparing both guys. I'm comparing their play in 17. I'm, I'm not comparing them. Okay, I'm comparing the years that he had that year. I'm not talking about the years after or the years before. I'm talking about your championship season. Seals, do you think Jalen breaks that record? I do not. 
33 touchdowns is a lot. If he does that, he'll lead the NFL in touchdown passes, I think. Mr. International says it's close. Yes, he had 33 TDs, and Wilson played the last two games and only beat him by a TD. Wentz was playing better in 17, says Debbie. But if Hurts continues to play the way he's playing, okay, is it going to – see, here's what you got to – think about the teams that were also in the NFC at that time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Minnesota had – I who, who was – Case Keenum? Was he the starting quarterback in Minnesota when they upset – I think it was New Orleans. Was was Case Keenum the quarterback? And, and then then like Breeze got knocked out. He got knocked out of the playoffs. And there weren't really a lot of NFC quarterbacks standing. I think I think Case Keenum was the quarterback in Minnesota then. It's like the backup quarterback conference championship game, right? Wasn't it Case Keenum versus Nick Foles? That dynamic played it, and it's playing now. This is where I'm looking at the comparisons here, okay? Your road might be easier today than it was in 17. Follow me here. You got the luck because the quarterback's in that year, in the postseason in 17, who was the top NFC quarterback that made it to the final final four? It was Case Keenum, Nick Foles. Who was the other conference title? I cannot remember. Was it Rodgers? And then he got upset too, right? I can't remember who made the final four that year. Matt Ryan. Look at the quarterbacks you had in the final four in 17. Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Case Keenum. What does this have to do with anything? So I'm going to get to it, Brian. Hang in there, dude. I'm going to tell you how it's setting up for you. And by the way, I don't give a shit who the quarterback is either on the other side, Brian. I'm just saying I'd like to have the least amount of resistance to get to the championship game. Because once you get into postseason... Anything can happen. Ask Nick Foles that. Okay? Ask Nick Foles. Okay? Now here, follow me here. How many people think the Rams are going to get it right? I don't know. I think the Eagles could beat the Rams right now. By the way, that kid Allen Robinson is dog shit in L.A. right now. He has been a non-fact... OBJ's value goes up every week that that guy doesn't make an impact in that offense, and it's affecting Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and what the Rams are trying to do. I The Rams have no depth like the Eagles do. So when you look at the Rams, no left tackle. Guys injured in the O-line. Not really a running game. Allen Robinson is completely nowhere. And the loss of Von Miller is being affected so much that Jalen Ramsey gets beat handily almost every game. That Rams team cannot sustain the things that the Eagles can sustain. So 
let's check the Rams off. From week one to where you are in week three, right now, you're a better ball team. And you've got a better roster. You don't have a better coach. And that's the only thing saving you if you're the Rams. The Rams, they do not have depth. Couple more injuries, they're finished. Matthew Stafford goes out, they'll win five games. You get a Aaron Donald goes out, they'll win five games. That team's on the verge of winning only nine. I look at the Rams now and go, I don't know, nine win team. They're not special. So the Rams, put them there. I'm talking about the elite teams in the in the NFC here. Let's go to the 49ers. Trent, Trent Williams is hurt. I don't know if he's going to play this week. The quarterback thing, a complete train wreck the last two years. Actually, four years. Now you got to go back and kiss the ass of Garoppolo to have him quarterback your football team that you gave no reps to in the exhibition season, nor did you allow him to practice with the team. And you expected him to go into Denver and win? Lost by one point. That thing is a train wreck. They have mishandled that thing from the day they drafted Trey Lance. I don't know if Trey Lance is anything. He doesn't look it to me, but hey, he may be something. All I know is right now, that thing's a train wreck. 49ers have a problem at the most important position. Are the Eagles better than the 49ers? On paper, they're pretty even. I think John Lynch has built a pretty deep roster. 49ers, I mean, look, Debo Samuel, is he better than A.J. Brown? I think it's whether or not you like a particular dessert versus another dessert. Some would go A.J., some would not. But they're deeper at wideout in Philly. Tight end, I don't know, Dallas Goddard. He's not Kittle, but he's knocking on the door, right? O-line, Eagles. Quarterback. Eagles. So you got the Rams and the 49ers. Two teams that made the NFC championship game last year. You're better than those two. Let's look at Tampa Bay. Are you better than Tampa Bay? Your defense is not better than Tampa Bay's defense, and it's not close. However, you could get to Brady. There's three of the five guys that are out in that old line. Leonard Fournette's good. He's better than Miles Sanders. And the wide receiving core is as comparable in Tampa Bay as it is in Philly. And the quarterback's superior. Maybe. Brady looks distracted to me this year. I mean, he takes Wednesdays off now. He's not around the team as much. I don't know. It just doesn't seem all in. And in a sport like this, I think you got to be all in. I think by the time the end of the season comes up, if Tampa Bay and the Eagles have to play each other, that game is a, that game would be very interesting. Depends on where it's played. That's why I say home field advantage is going to be important. Look, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts would outplay Tom Brady because of marital issues. I'm not 
but you still got to give the GOAT the benefit here. Here on September 28th, this may change some more if they lose more key personnel, especially if they start losing some personnel on the defensive side. That is the best defense in the NFL, Tampa Bay. And they could shut the Eagles down. Then the question would be, what's Brady do against the Eagle defense? Which is improved and continuing to improve. So I would say this, Tampa Bay is still, so I'm going to circle Tampa Bay, a threat to the Eagles. How about the Packers? Anytime you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, anytime you have a Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, he's in the game. And you can start to see the wide receivers picking it up. In that Buck game, I saw them making plays finally. Like in the Minnesota game, they made no plays. Looked like they were out of sorts. But another game you saw against the Bucks on the road, you see some of the guys making plays now. Still, I think the Packer defense is going to be as, if not better than the Eagles, by the time you play them in week 12. Your old line's better. Your back is not better than Aaron Jones. Your receivers are better. That game is close. Because I don't think Rodgers... Trust his wideouts yet. Okay, I don't. I don't I don't think he trusts them. However, I'm not circling the Packers. Because I think they're built, if they had to play in Philly or in Green Bay for bad weather late in the year in the playoffs, I'll take that running game up to Green Bay. You don't need a passing game in Green Bay. You need a running game in Green Bay in December. December and January, that's where people get confused. When you go to Buffalo late in the year in January and you got to knock them out to win the AFC championship, or you go to Kansas City, you got to run the ball, man. That's why Baltimore was so dominant. They could stop the run and run the ball. Okay? Mr. International's like, Rodgers is a hip. I do it. I, it that guy's always distracted. That's why, as much as at the beginning of the year, the Packers kind of scared me more, today, not so much, if I'm the Eagles. So the four teams that I mentioned, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is the only one that I think on this day is a true threat to knock them out of the playoffs, 49ers and Rams. And, and we're going to get a look. In two weeks at the cards, the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense is the second best defense in the National Football League to the Bucks. Okay. They're pretty good. They get after people. Their linebackers are playing better. They gamble a lot. I'll tell you what, man. Dan Quinn, he may have shit the bed as a head coach in Atlanta giving up that 28-point lead to Super Bowl to Brady. But that was also Kyle Shanahan, too. 
putting his playbook in his back pocket and going conservative. Let's not forget that. Kyle Shanahan was the OC of that team. And he put his playbook in his back pocket and Brady rallied back. People were turning that Super Bowl off. It was a blowout. Okay? But Dan Quinn, ever since he's taken over for Mike Nolan, Mike Nolan was there two years ago. He, he's absolutely reinvented that defense. They're aggressive. They get after people. He doesn't mind you gambling with help over the top. That's why that guy Diggs is playing so well. Diggs plays schoolyard football. He's not really inside of a system, but what they do is they protect him. If you look at the safeties, anytime he jumps routes, safeties are always behind him helping him. They really do a great job at getting each other's back in that defense. Their tackles are good. I mean, I think the loss of Randy Gregory, I mean, I think that that's a thing. They shouldn't have let him walk up. But again, Cowboys are in the same position that the Rams are in. They're in a money issue. Okay? they, They got money issues. Dude, the reason why Amari Cooper and Randy Gregory are no longer on the Dallas Cowboys wasn't because they weren't productive. They, they're not on the Cowboys because they couldn't afford them. Yeah, a high-risk reward, but you know what he does, yeah, Dan Quinn? He protects his back flank with a, with a free or strong safety in that defense. He does, a, he does a great job at getting that kid's back because that guy's jumped numerous routes, and he gets beat pretty, he gets beat pretty frequently. But he makes sensational plays. I'm talking digs. So when I look at the Cowboys, the Cowboys are not a complete team. They can't run the ball. Their quarterback is making plays. And I said this. I think Cooper Rush is playing better than Dak has played the last two years. Just looks it. Just using my Xander eyeball test. I think the kid looks better. And I think every – he's got – get this. The Cowboys have Washington this week. By the time the Cowboys get to you guys, both teams may only have one team may be undefeated, and the other team may only have one loss. That Bucks loss in the opening week. The Cowboys could probably have rolled off one, two, three, four, five. They may roll off five victories and be six and one going into that game at the link. Holy cow, what a game. Eagles and Cowboys. Six and oh Eagles were. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the five and one Cowboys. And if I'm Jerry Jones, I don't pull Cooper Rush. I'm not pulling Cooper Rush if he's five and one. Not pulling him. What, to put Dak in there for what? Oh, that's right. You're paying him $45 million. Probably has to go back in. Michael Parsons might have five sacks this week. I'm going to make a prediction to you. Michael Parsons is going to be the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. And I'm saying that on Wednesday. 
I'm already saying he's going to win the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Nick, the Cowboys could be 5-1 and one by the time they get to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. They could be 5-1 and one when they get to that game in Week 6. I mean, look what they got. They got the commanders on this side. You're kidding right on Cooper. Rush looks better than Dak. He does. He, he does. He's going to be 4-0 after this weekend. Dude, Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins. Big stats, no wins. Same guy. Dentity says, hey, Sills, if the commanders upset the Cowboys, what are we going to do? <laughs> kill, kill the Cowboys in week six. Boy, that's going to be an entertaining ball game, man, if those teams have that record going into that game that night. Is that a Sunday night game? I think that's a Sunday night game, right? Sunday night game, week six, at the link. Put your Tiffany football on that. Not putting anything on that. When Philly smacks the Cowgirls in Dallas, it'll be the ref's fault. Well, that's not until week 16. No, who is Rush? Nick Foles? (laughs) They barely beat a shitty Giants team that dropped how many balls? Well, I can guarantee you this, Ricky. They're going to kill the Commanders. Commanders are terrible. Terrible. They might be a team that's in line to be the first pick in the draft, and they're going to take a quarterback. And they'll probably end up taking that kid out of Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. I don't believe they'll take Bryce Young. Where can I get a Darius Slay jersey? NFL Shop could get you one. Do you think Doug will try to sneak into Philly play? Philly play in the red zone this weekend? Commanders beat Jacksonville. I know they did. Then they turned around and shut out the Colts, beat the Chiefs, and they beat the hell out of the Chargers. Dak's coming back this week. I heard if he can grip the ball. Yeah, he knows he's losing his grip on his job. That kid's playing well, man. And see, the Cowboys, you can't keep – if you're the Dallas Cowboys right now, guys, and you're watching – you know Howie Roseman's put the pressure on – Jerry Jones massively like a weighted anchor around that franchise's neck. Think about what Howie's doing. Howie's playing on house money right now. He's got a quarterback he don't have to pay. Jerry's paying $45 million on losing star players. Randy Gregory, Amari Cooper, missing on Jalen Smith. All that plays a factor. Do you want to hear a stat? Jerry Jones has drafted more pro bowlers since 2000 than any football team in the league. What's it got you? One playoff win? Two playoff wins? What's the problem? What's the disconnect? It's the money. It's not so much the players in Dallas. It's the general manager overpaying and overvaluing and not being patient. 
This is why I say to you about Jalen, let this thing roll into the offseason here before you start talking extensions with Jalen. Continue to build a good football team around them and a stable team. The, the Eagles are so built for longevity. You weren't in 17 built for longevity. You're now built for longevity. 24 months ago, you won four ball games because you have an over, you had an overpriced quarterback on your team. Now you have a quarterback that's playing at $35 million to $40 million a year in value at 1.4. The Hassan Reddicks, the James Bradberries, the Kaiser Whites, contract extensions for Mulata, Edwards, Goddard are all capable and possible because you're not paying big money to the QB spot. He's continuing. If, if you had Carson, watch this, guys. If you had Carson Wentz on the team still, how he can't make that move with the Saints to get another first rounder? Okay? He can't. You need to make that pick now because you got to cut somebody who's making a ton of money. And you're able to keep guys like Brandon Graham on your roster instead of cutting him loose. And Fletcher, Fletcher Cox is on the Eagles because Jalen Hurts and the money he's making. All of this is what Howie has built. And as I said, and, and, and as I said to um Rob Ellis. I told Rob last hour, dude, this guy's in a seven hole in a 2023 NFL draft. Unbelievable. You might have a top five pick next year. A top five pick. Because of all the maneuvering that you've done. He's been right. And his last two drafts look right. Don't freak out on the Kobe Dean. Don't go nuts on it. Okay. He's going to play. I hear people throwing the word bust out. How do you know he's a bust? He's got three reps. Before you start throwing that out about him, relax. Let's see the kid get in there and play some ball first. I'm nowhere near that. I haven't seen him. I want to get him out there. Calling him a bust. I, I, I mean, I saw somebody online say that. He's like, man, this guy, you would have thought a star player like that with a reputation like that would be on the field. I'm like, that's not the case, bro. That doesn't work like that in the NFL. They're good players too. Remember something, Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean got drafted to a good football team. Most of the time, good football players get drafted to shitty teams, especially when you're high in the draft. Best thing ever happened to Jordan Davis is that he's got guys in front of him like Hardgrave and Fletcher to teach him routine and teach him what the league's about and how you prepare for a game each and every single Sunday. Okay. Who was the GM in Dallas again? <laughs> you got it. Who called him a butt? Dude, I, I'm just saying some of the people, on, you, you, you know, there's knee jerk reaction folks. That they see something on the internet, they take it for fact, and all of a sudden they run with it. And and by the way, not very many people on Twitter have a sense of humor either. Jesus criminy.
Lighten up, Francis. Davis and Dean got drafted for depth and future. TJ Edwards is why Dean is not playing. TJ Edwards is the best player on your defense for the value you pay him. And you know what? Here's something to think about. Okay. Hey, guys. TJ Edwards, at the end of this year, is a free agent. How soon before Howie comes to him? Maybe that's why they restructured Lane's contract. And they restructured some of those contracts. The kicker, didn't they do the kicker and Lane? You got to go to, are you going to let TJ Edwards walk out the door at the end of the year? He's a free agent. Are you going to let him, Miles Sanders, James Bradbury, look at all the decisions you have to make at the end of the year here. You got to start, you got to think about start paying him now, no? Dude, Edwards, or are you comfortable passing the baton to Kobe Dean next year and playing him on a rookie contract and allowing TJ to walk? I wouldn't let TJ Edwards walk out the building. Michael, appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Please hit the like button, everyone. We developed linebacker talent, and how we do it still blows my mind. Then you don't really draft him. He's developing Joshua into a great backer. I am a massive TJ Edwards fan. He's playing Joe. He gets down the line of scrimmage as good as anybody. And if, I'll tell you something, Joe. If you lined up TJ Edwards and the top 50 linebackers in the NFL, not the fastest guy, doesn't get back in his pedal as fast as anyone else. But boy, I'll tell you what, you turn the film on on him, he's everywhere. And you know what he really is? He is a sure bona fide tackler. That's a professional. You know, my daughter plays rugby and I tell her all the time, being a tackler is not common. It, 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 you're either a great tackler or you're not. Okay. I was always in the top five in tackles. I, I loved hitting and tackling. And that's just something you are. Some people like Dion wasn't a great tackler. Dion was more of a gatherer. He tried to gather you and herd you up because he wasn't going to hit you. He couldn't break an egg, but you couldn't throw it aside because he ran four flat 40s. He's such a good football player, TJ Edwards. And he's play, you know, he's playing good ball too because Hardgrave and Fletcher are playing good in front of him. That's also a component to this. Had that nice tackle to prevent the first down. I saw that Dylan. Yeah, really sure tackler was in open space. Man, those open space tackles like that. Man, they're worth so much money when you get a guy that can put a guy on his back in open field tackling. Open field tackling in today's NFL is unbelievably difficult. The amount of space, the athleticism, the speed, the kind of complex offensive passing game that they have today, getting a guy in open space like that is so hard. And he does it numerous times. Edwards can play. He's a baller. That's a steal and a find. You know, as much as everybody wants to say that Kobe Dean was a steal and a find in the third round of this past draft, TJ Edwards and Darius Slay could be the Eagles' best moves in the last four years on defense. Matt Patricia is supposed to be this defensive-minded guru, and when he was in Detroit, you let that guy roll out of the building? No wonder he got canned. 
that guy is a factor. Every time he's on the field, Slay, and you let that guy walk out the building, pencil in his ear telling me how great he is, guy builds bombs and shit, had the opportunity to evaluate talent. Guess what? You let a guy like that roll out of your building. Not working, man. I would question your evaluation talent. I would ignore that also I was wrong as you are. TJ Edwards and Kaiser White are dogs. Really been an impact on the defense. No, TJ will get his money. When? The buy? You think they get that deal done by the end of the year? You think I, I probably think they're talking now. GT, what up, brother? GT, I'll ask you. You let TJ Edwards walk out after the end of the year. He's a free agent. And Jeremiah, you know what I mean. Third rounder for Slay? I would have given you a second rounder for Slay if he plays like that with that production. That's letting a productive player walk out the building for a potential draft pick that may or may not work. Give me the sure thing. You see, that's the problem some people have with draft picks. Draft picks is, is like picking stocks. You have no idea what stock's going to go up or down. But when you see a sure thing, you're playing the percentages. I'd rather have the player if his age is right and the salary's right. Give me the player. As a general manager, I'm trying to accumulate players, not draft picks. Unless my team sucks, I'll take the players. I'm trying to get better. Right? I'm trying to get better. Big Seals, why do you think this offense lacks the hot reads to keep Jalen from getting hit? Teams will start to figure that out soon. They will, Joseph. But I think what the kid does, Jalen, his pocket and field presence has improved massively. And I give you this example, Joseph. This kid played a completely different ball game on the Detroit week than he did versus Minnesota and what he did against Washington. They have been completely th- – would, would you guys not agree that most of the time when you watch Joe Burrow or you watch Tom Brady, you know what you're getting every week. Do you know what the hidden secret is on how the Eagles are playing? You don't know what Jalen Hurts you're going to get. He may be – in my opinion, tougher to defend than maybe even Lamar Jackson. Lamar's going to run the ball and he's going to throw touchdowns. Jalen might just throw touchdowns. Jalen might have to run for it because there's pressure on him. He, I'm telling you, he's not a better talent than Lamar. But what he sees on the field, his vision and his accuracy have improved so much that I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked. How many times did we see Carson Wentz fall into a sack? 
on Sunday. Five? Tap, tap, tap. Put his head down. Ran into somebody. That's a horrible pocket presence. How many times you used to see the quarterbacks who knew, like Elway, when that guy was coming on the backside, they would turn out, get underneath, and go out the back door. Some guys just had that innate ability to do it. And Jalen has that innate ability. He has worked at doing something that is really, unless you're a good football person, you don't notice it. Like I told you guys, like, like, like I told you, when I watched that first game, remember I came out that Monday going 56% completion. Sure, the guy 155. Man, AJ was everywhere and everybody else was nothing. He couldn't find shit. It was nothing. Then I started looking at the way they blocked. They got killed in that game. Old line of Eagles. Pass protecting. He had a run. The throwing the ball out of bounds. To doing the things that it took to win. Not take negative yardage. Dude, the guy, you watch it and you, went, you had a better sense of what he was thinking. And how he thinks his way through a game. I'm telling you this now. And again, I want to back it up and go, it's three weeks. Will this continue? I don't know yet. Okay? I don't know. But what I'm watching is, I'm watching a guy be a chameleon every week. I'm watching a guy, like, this game against Jacksonville, can I tell you what they're going to have? Let, let me take a timeout. Because let me, let me write this down. I'm going to tell you the kind of game that I think Jalen's going to have to play versus this Jags team. Let me write this down because you know my CTE kind of game. He's Do you guys agree? He's played three different ball games. They've been three completely different games. Dude, so when you're watching game film, and you know what? You got your dudes, your quality control guys breaking game films down on third and six or third and nine or third and four or third and two. You're not getting a trend. He's not giving you a trend. Three games are a trend. He's not giving you what they did on third down against Detroit, completely different than what they did against Minnesota and Washington, right? There's no trends. There, there's a trend in what they're trying to accomplish in Miami. Everyone's telling you. He's thinking his way around this, this schedule here. Okay? He's thinking his way around it. Please hit the like button. Don't forget our good friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. If you've been hurt or injured on the job, know this. Morgan & Morgan is there to protect you and your family to the best of their ability. And for the last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients. Nobody in the, in the country has a bigger law firm than Morgan & Morgan. When it comes to making sure if you're hurt or injured on the job, someone is there to protect you. For the people is not a slogan. It is who they are. I promise you this. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 1-800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Dan Cilio sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. 
The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Boy, Big Phil, please hit the like button. Don't forget, my boy Philly 500 will be with us at 5.30 Eastern time. We'll get his thoughts on what he's seen so far on this brief season. 3-0, out of the gate, Jacksonville Jaguars will be rolling into town. We're going to reset everything at the top of the hour here, and we'll get to that here in a second. But this is I, – I, I just got through saying this to you about how Jalen has – Improved as a quarterback. That's fair. 
he really thinks his way around a football field. He's got a great sense of what that team and what you need to do versus that. I'll tell you where he would play great in New England with Belichick. He'd be great in New England. Because Belichick putting all these game plans together for each and every single football team, that's how they kind of attack teams. Their in-game adjustments in New England are second to none. Sirianni is getting there and his coaching staff, they're still in training wheels. They're doing a really good job. But I think this has got more to do with Jalen growing than what the coaching staff is doing. I really do. I, 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 I think that because of the way Jalen thinks himself around a football field, that goes right into how Belichick and Brady thought themselves around a football field. Okay? He thinks himself around the field. That, that is really great. And I thought about that last night. I've watched, I, I go back and I watch all three games. I've probably watched all three games now five times. I've been watching a lot of the 22 on the Jags. Here's, here's how I think he has to attack Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got athletes on the perimeter and ain't going to run them down. He ain't going to run those kids. They can ball, man. That kid Lloyd is exactly who I thought he was. All you guys told me you hated the pick when I wanted him at 19. You guys were like this. Nah. And that 19th pick ended up being AJ. Okay. I'll take AJ. I think. Because this kid, he might be the defensive rookie of the year. He's some player, man. When you watch... um. Devin Lloyd this weekend playing for the Jags, you're going to go like this. Holy shit, this kid is what they said he was. Dude, he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Watch him play. Jacksonville's got pretty good corners, though. You're right in the safeties, but they got pretty good corners, and they're allowed to do some things in their pass rush because of the corners that they have. I wouldn't say the Eagles have great corners. I think they have effective and okay corners or um, safeties. It's not like you have spectacular safeties. You got good corners. They got good corners. And their ability to be able to pressure the passer is because of those two guys they got back there in their secondary. Dude, they got players, man. They got here, – here's something else that Jacksonville has. Okay. Okay, hey, they got great team speed. They got great team uh, speed. Seals, I see the Jags having a problem with the run. Yeah, they can rush the passer. And this is where I'm going to go here. Let me let me let me go into what how I think Jalen's going to do this. Dude, they're going to win. They're going to win this game again because remember something too. I'm expecting bad weather because of the hurricane that's coming up the coast. Run the ball. Run the ball. Hit Goddard. Run the ball. Hit Goddard. 
run the ball, hit Goddard. It'll be a completely different. Goddard should have 10 catches in this game. Throwing the ball down the field with slippery footballs, tip passes, what have you. Okay? Run the ball. Throw to the scene. Throw it in the slot. Do, do that. You're better than Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the best test you'll have to date. They're better than Minnesota. They're better. Okay? So, GT, supposed to be bad weather all weekend. And that field usually has pretty good drainage on it. Depends if they're like monsoon rains and it's heavy rain. I've been there when it's been like a lot of rain, a lot of snow, some sleet. You know, I've been, I, I've, I've been to Lincoln Financial probably five times. Okay? And it's pretty good, it's pretty good drainage when they have bad weather there. So, yeah, but you know what, GT? They're not a real big screen team. Okay? Not a real big screen team. I'll take Smith and AJ over the Jags secondary. Um, in the rain? Here's the one thing, though, too. You got some pass rushers on that. That kid Walker can play. And by the way, that kid Lloyd, way better than Hassan Reddick. Because he can actually cover. Watching Hassan Reddick cover a tight end is hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Dan, you said the same thing about the Vikings being a good test. Vikings were a good test. The Vikings are going to be a team that's going to fight for a playoff spot. You're better than them. I think the Jags, having kicked the shit out of the Chargers, I think it's going to be a better test. All I'm saying, I'm not, I, you have never heard me dismiss the Vikings one time since you beat them. I have not downgraded that win in any way, shape, or form. You're hearing things you want to hear, and you think I'm saying that so you could continue to say that I'm being a hater. I've never downplayed Minnesota's win. I think the Lions' win is being overhyped, and I think the Commanders is also being overevaluated. They're terrible. The Vikings' win is your benchmark win so far. This is going to be another test, all I'm saying. Don't weigh more into it than that. Vikings could beat Jacksonville. I don't know. I just saw Jacksonville kick the shit out of the Chargers. And there's a lot of good-looking football players on that team. Okay? I do. All right. Philly 500 is going to join us at 530 Eastern. Hit the like button. Keep it here. Hour three coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. 
Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Philly 500 at the bottom of the hour at 5.30 Eastern time. By the way, tomorrow, just a programming note, Pro Football Hall of Famer works on the broadcast team for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tony Baselli will join us tomorrow. Been friends with Tony a long time. I put the sheet together for him to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, I tell you guys that I do a lot of work for some of the Hall of Fame voters. And I got pretty much a sense of who's going in before it gets officially announced because I do all the intel. Baselli, in his time, in my opinion, was one of the best offensive tackles in the game. And he was for the longest time. He didn't play a long time. But, I mean, like Jason Peters. By the way, I thought Jason Peters on Monday night, I thought he played some pretty good football. He didn't play a boatload of snaps, but I think he played like 14 or 20 snaps. I thought he looked great at guard. Dude, you called – when you call a guy at home and you beg him to come out of retirement, you're begging him to come out of retirement. Please, we don't have anything. Can you come and help us? Eh, 
ah, nah, you know, it's not, you know, plus you're the Cowboys. I've got Eagle ties, you know. And then Jerry's got to go like this. Well, I'll give you a couple million bucks. Eh, a couple million bucks to get off my couch? I don't know. Dude, it's such a goat move. When you could tell teams, eh, I'm not interested. You know, I don't want to play anymore. God, man, what a what a dream that I could sit there and tell a team, eh, I don't feel like playing. I don't know. Please? Nah, I don't think so. Dude, that's goat stuff. <laughs> Jason Peters is going to be one of those guys that you're probably going to have 15-minute conversation about before you all sit down and go, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, okay? If that didn't happen to you, no, Joe. Nobody was begging me to come back and play. No, no, I I have to be honest. <laughs> hey, please? Nah, ain't a 40. No, no. I don't, uh, such a goat move, man. Okay? He was not looking for a job. That's not true. That is absolutely not true. Peters was not looking for a job. Dude, he was done. Cowboys begged his ass. Peters is a legend, like Dank said. He's a legend. Damn. Get this. Jason Peters is probably 70% of what he was. Maybe even 60. And it's still good enough to play in the league. <laughs> so good, man. That is so good, man. That is just goat stuff. Okay? That is. When I put that guy's list together of his accomplishments, I'm going to make sure I don't miss anything because I want to see him inducted into the Hall of Fame. I do. He is so good. Seals, I think Josh Allen, Lloyd Walker are the ones that have to encounter the most. Dude, that kid Josh Allen can play too, can't he, man? They're good. Hey, they've got talent, and they can get around the edges. Dan, what makes you think the wide receiver duo in Jacksonville has a chance if the Eagles shut down J.J. and the line? Um, Because the quarterback's playing great. Trevor Lawrence looks like a completely different guy. When you watch him on film, progression reading, plus they got a great running again. They got a, they got a pretty good running attack. Okay, and I think Jacksonville center is not the best. So this will be the second week in a row that Hardgrave and Fletcher should have impact in the game, which means that TJ will have impact in the game. And TJ's great at filling the gap. So you're young. And by the way, guess who's number one in the NFL and stopping the run? Jacksonville. They, if you look at their defensive statistics, they're not bad. They're not bad. Peters is getting destroyed in week six. <laughs> Don't feel bad, Sills. No one's asking me to come back to work either, especially since they got the new guy doing French fries. Very nice. Very nice. Hey, by the way, Joseph, McDonald's has the best French fries, in my opinion. I don't care what they say about Sonic or any of these other joints. I do think um, White Castle's got some pretty decent ones, but McDonald's has the best French fries. 
Listen, I want all the smoke with Dallas. It's time to lay it down. Hey, Flex, Cowboys could be 5-1 and one at that time by the time you get to week six, and the Eagles could be 6-0 and oh here. Oh, I love Arby's, man. I'm a big Arby's guy. Hey, stop, okay? Please don't forget, our friend Philly 500 will join us here in a couple minutes here. I want to make sure we also say, hey, look, the hurricane that's coming ashore there in Florida – all my friends down in Florida, I spent a good majority of my life in that state. That's my second home. You know, University of Miami, the Bucks, the World League with the Orlando Thunder, all that stuff, man. Plus my 15 years I spent in Tampa and radio, some time in Miami, um, Orlando, all over the state, Jacksonville. My show's been on in every city in that state. Tallahassee. There's not a city. In the state of Florida, my show's not been on when I was on the radio. Every single city in the state had my show on, okay? We were simulcast, and we were syndicated throughout the entire state and into Atlanta and New Orleans <laughs> back in the day when I was on iHeart. And so um, we send a lot of love to all the folks out there, man, making sure, hey, take cover because hurricanes are not anything to sneeze at there too, so. Hey, no question about it. Five guys. Hey, dude, great place. Great grub there, too, dude. Got you. Dan, the Florida man, that makes sense. Hey, hey, Mike, I love Florida, man. It sucks. Miami has a huge advantage in this time of the year. What a shame to lose, dude. Smoke. <sighs> Can't lose in Middle Tennessee State, man, and call yourself a big-time po- a football program. See, what you guys get from me is the same thing that I'm actually harder on the Hurricanes. You can't get beat by a football team that's known more for a track school and call yourself a big-time football program. You got to end that shit. I don't care what you got to do. Miami loses to Middle Tennessee State? What in the world is that? The only thing I could come to grips with is that Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe his first year. That's the only solace I get in it. Outside of that, pathetic, embarrassing, awful. Can't be a big program losing to shitty schools like that. And I love that place. That's why when I talk about the Eagles, oh, you think I'm going to go kinder, softer? (laughs) I'm harder on my school than I am any other program. Hey, Flex. Tyler Van Dyke is a stiff. I I tweeted it, and I didn't mean to hurt his feelings, but I did. That kid's not even a fifth-round draft choice right now. Fifth pick? Kid, you know who you are? You're Brandon Whedon. You're Brandon Whedon. That guy was a stiff at Oklahoma State. You're Brandon Whedon. The kid at Florida's better, Richardson. <sighs> More like Tyler Van Yikes. Dude, don't get me going. Let me move on now, man. Because, hey, look, I'm a, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to kill my school because people get their – yeah, people get upset when I try kidding – People get upset with me. I mean, it's quite remarkable. 
It really is. I mean, I say something about anybody. I'm sorry, man. Xander knows, man. The guy's like, no. No, you hear what he said? Oh, my God, man. Anyway, so your boy Jeff McClain in the Inquirer today is already starting the parade to get Jalen paid. I can't wait to ask Philly this. Okay? After feelings? Eh, sometimes. We always upset. <laughs> we always upset with you, Sills. I'll have to check that North North Jersey place out, homie. Brandon Weeding was horrible. So is Tyler Van Dyke. Hey, Sills, do you think we have a chance at Will Anderson? Shit. Keep hoping the Saints lose, dude. My God. I can't believe that. Will Anderson might be like in the fourth hole. And the Eagles might, if the New Orleans Saints end up winning, because Dennis Allen right now, he's doing a horrible job. He's doing the same shit that he did when he was with the Raiders. If they lose and continue to lose, you know if they lose this weekend, they're overseas, right? The Saints are overseas. They're in London. If they lose, you'll be in the sixth hole. You're moving. Dude, can you imagine the Eagles winning the NFC and then winning the draft? (laughs) Dude, I'm... I will put a moratorium on anybody ever talking shit on Howie Roseman if that goes out like that. If Howie Roseman wins the NFC and he gets the number one overall pick because the Saints blow it loud, wow. Dude, it could happen. It could actually – there's more of a chance of you getting the number one overall pick than winning the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. <laughs> Three and 14. Oh, dude, GT, you're in the seven hole now. Do, does anybody think it's going to get better for New Orleans? <laughs> Dan, if Hertz works out, what do you do with those two picks? I go get Will Anderson. And, well, look, it'll probably cost you – Xander, what do you think Will Anderson will be? Saints are not going to fire um, their general manager, Mickey Loomis. Xander, where do you think Will Anderson will be in the draft in 2023 with all those quarterbacks? Third? I think the least – I think the lowest he'll be will be third. And if you're lucky, it's four or five. Okay. Dude, he could still go. He could still go number one. Okay. See, and I agree with Xander. He can't go one because there's six QBs that are going to go in the first round. Stroud, Bryce Young are all going to be top five guys. Okay. They're all going to be. And the kid from Kentucky, who's just rapidly, Kentucky's right. Is, I mean, I, I may next week, if they win this weekend, after going into Gainesville, I may put that kid 
and Kentucky fifth. They might, in my opinion, I you ready for this? I think that kid in Kentucky, that kid Levis, he's also from Connecticut, by the way. He transferred from Penn State. You ready for this? I think that Kentucky team could beat Michigan. I think that Kentucky team, they continue to play the way they are. I think they could beat Michigan. I don't think Michigan could beat that team. Shit, Tennessee's playing great. But that kid, Will Anderson, if he's sitting at three and I'm, say, five, I might have to trade that first-round pick to get up there to get him. I think he's a game-changing football player. He's Saban's greatest player he's ever coached. That includes Julio, Derek, okay? Derek Henry, all in, Devontae, Waddle. I think he's the best. I think he's the best football player defensively he's ever coached when it comes to his colleges. Toledo, Michigan State. Um, Toledo, Michigan State, LSU, and Alabama. Anderson's the best player he's ever coached. And if the Eagles are in a position to get him, man, this is why this is so essential in, in, in how in the decision that you have to make with Jalen Hurts because it affects everything. Now, you know, I was thinking because at the end of the year, he still has one more year remaining on his contract. And do you know what I think they'll do? I think they'll structure his deal the same way they structured Patrick Mahomes' deal. Do you remember how that worked? A little different dynamic, though, because Patrick was a first-round draft choice. Jalen's a second. So get this. There's no 50-year option on his negotiations. He doesn't have that 50-year, so you just can't go. Well, we'll pick the 50-year option up, which is like $18 million this past season. That's not working when he gets to the end of his contract. But what you can do is this. This is how I think they'll end up structuring this because this is kind of what they did with Mahomes. Remember something. Mahomes didn't get that $500 million contract until the new CBA kicked in and the escalators kicked in. There were two years where he was making the rookie money. He stayed on that rookie deal for two years, knowing full well that the money that they promised him and the, and the guaranteed money was all guaranteed to him. He was getting that money anyway. Now, will Patrick Mahomes live out the $500 million deal 10 years? I don't know. I've really never seen a player live out a deal for that length of time where you paid him $50 million a year. You're going to pay him $500 million? I mean, I, 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 over 10 years, I don't know when he's 37 years old, if the, if the chiefs are going to be in that conversation, right? It's the guaranteed dough. And plus there's off ramps in his contract. What I would do to Jalen is I would give Jalen a signing bonus. Cause this is how they got away with it with Mahomes. You keep him on his rookie deal for one more year. But you know where he makes his money? When you sign the deal and you have to pay him the signing bonus. And you give him the signing bonus, which offsets the 1-4. Remember, 
He could collect that. He could collect a signing bonus. The base doesn't kick in until his rookie deal is up. And then it goes into an escalator. It'll go like this. Watch this. The money they give him, that's going to be interesting to see what the guaranteed cash is going to be. Okay? It's going to be interesting to see what the guaranteed cash is. Yeah, they are they are allowed to give him that $75 million next year as a bonus with no major cap hit when the contract starts because it still has one year left on his rookie deal. That's how I'm reading that, Xander, that he'll get because that I'm taking the – Xander, I'm taking the model on how they constructed that deal with Mahomes. And I'm going to get complete clarification on that too. Because I want to make sure now, because a second rounder and the first rounder, there's different dynamics. They can't actually, and, and see, and, and Rob was obviously talking about after the season, and he was talking, hey, maybe they start talking now. Uh, they can't really legally or publicly, I should say, or publicly. I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think there's anything against the rules. If the general manager of the of the Eagles and Clutch Sports start going like this, hey, Jalen's really playing well. I can't wait till after the season where we'll have conversations about seeing where we go from here. Hey, we're we're in the same conversation with you, Clutch, and we're we're there with you. We're really looking forward to starting the conversation. You know what I mean? I think you could float around those gray areas like that, and I think as the season continues, hey, I'll tell you what. You know, he's looking like a fran. When you start throwing, he's starting to look like a franchise quarterback around. What's that code for? 42 million or 46-1. Okay. Swansky says, can we tag him? I don't know. I, Swansky, I want to get the exact parameters on what you can and can't do. Okay. Yeah, but Richie, I think that Josh Allen deal was an extension on his contract from his rookie year. Because he wasn't up either, but they gave him an extension. And it was it was a it was an extension on that Buffalo deal. 50 million. I mean, Howie does not tag players. Howie doesn't tag players. Howie doesn't Howie's never paid a guy $50 million either. Sometimes there's you know, precedent set. Sometimes precedent set. Okay? So I want to get the parameters of all this, and I'll have more of that. As a matter of fact, I think what I'll do, I'll try to get Lee Steinberg on by the end of the week. He's the guy that constructed the Patrick Mahomes deal. And I'll get I'll get Lee Steinberg on, and Lee can explain to us exactly the parameters that you can go through once Jalen's done with this year and what kind of contract talks, because to me, he's got one year remaining on his deal. You, I, I think you have to add an extension and there's escalators the same way Mahomes set up his deal. All right. I can't wait to talk to my boy here, man. Three and oh, Holy cow. Billy 500 steps in with us. All right, homie. How you feeling? Hey. Hey, yo, Sills. Yo. He's starting to look like a franchise quarterback, my man. 
He's starting to look like a franchise quarterback. Last time I spoke to you. 46-1, Philly. I don't care if it's 50.2. He's looking like it, man. Listen, last time I talked to you was right before the Minnesota game. We, you didn't have any confidence in that team going into that game. But they beat the crap out of them. And, yeah. and people could say what they want. I mean, Minnesota's probably at least a playoff team. Yes. And then they, you know, to me, they went and they took care of a division opponent, or, you know, coming off a Monday night game on the road. And uh, as of right now, what I've seen of Jalen Hurts, I, I think I think you got to give it to him if he can stay consistent the rest of the year. I want to throw this at you, and I had Rob Ellis on with me early, and I want I, I want I want to see if you're seeing the same thing I am. Okay, he's doing. If you take these three games that he played, mm-hmm. Philly, the the Detroit game, Minnesota game, and Washington game have been completely different attacks. And yeah, I, that makes it so much more to prepare for on what and who you're seeing. He had a run for his life because the O-line didn't pass protect that well. Got the job mm-hmm. done. Against yeah. Minnesota, he was flawless. Throwing the ball. Hell, against the commanders, he barely ran, and he was right. controlling. His pocket presence and field presence have been the most impressive thing, along with the yeah. accuracy have been the most impressive thing so far that we've seen in this early season. Is that fair? I I totally 100% agree. Yes. Yes. I, I so You know what? The best pass – I mean, he's made some really nice passes. But that – I think it was a Monday night game pass to Goddard between two guys. Goddard actually drops the ball. But, like, you know, I, I didn't see that from Jalen Hurts a year ago. I didn't see that kind of accuracy. Um, So he he's definitely taken – uh, taken a giant step early on. Now I still think he's got to be consistent, you know, three weeks or just three weeks. But um, I've liked what I've seen so far. When will we know? I I mean, if he stays, I'll say week eight, week eight, week nine. Week eight, week nine, I think we know. Coming out of the bye, coming out of the bye. How about this? Let me Let me say this to you. How important is the Dallas game and the Packer game this season to him and how we're going to look at him and how we're going to perceive him. Because I'm going to make a point to you here, Philly. When I look at, when I look at Dak Prescott and I look at Kirk Cousins, what's the difference? They're both losers. (laughs) 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 I mean, I mean, you look at, you look at both of them. They don't win big games. Dak's in his seventh year. What is he's only won one playoff game. You know, if, if, if Jalen Hurts was seven years in and won one playoff game, we'd be killing him. Killing him. So I think it's more about the wins and what he does and who he beats. Don't mm-hmm. you agree? He's got to beat. He's got to beat teams that yeah. are contenders and that are com- considered teams in the NFC. And I think the road for the Eagles this year with some of these NFC teams, dude, I don't fear the Rams. I, I, I do not fear no. the Rams this year. No, I, I think right now the Eagles could play with the Bucks, the Rams, and the Packers. I believe they can play with all three. Now, here's the issue, and we're going to have this all year. Who do they play? They don't play anybody until they play Green Bay. I mean, who do they really play? You know, 
So every week is going to be like, well, who did he beat? Who did he beat? And and that's going to what we're here all 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 year long until the playoffs. You know. But you know what? You said something a couple weeks ago when you came on. The person and the people that they're going to have to fear the most are themselves. Injury, yeah. right? War of attrition. They. I said this to you. They have the deepest roster. But guess what, Philly? By the end of the season, they may have the best roster because mm-hmm. the war of attrition right. is going to play its factor. Look at all the teams bang, Bucks banged up, Rams yeah. banged up. That Allen Robinson kid, he sucks in Los Angeles. I know. I mean, he's blowing out loud. He's terrible. Yeah. The Packers are still trying to figure it out with Mr. Pothead up there on what they're trying to do <laughs> when it comes to their wide receivers. Look at all the issues that you're looking around the room here. The 49ers, they can't figure out the quarterback position. They've been trying to kick Garoppolo out for the last four years. Everything's lining up like 17, isn't it? Remember, hey, was the NFC Championship that game Nick Foles and Case Keenum? Yeah. In in Philly, that's right. Yeah, it's crazy. That was a a crazy year. This this team, it, it has the 2017 feel right now. I think this team's actually more talented, player for player. I actually think they're more talented than at 2017. I want to give you something else here. Currently, right now, here's what Howie Roseman has done. He's sitting in the seventh hole for the 2023 NFL Draft, currently Mm -hmm. right now, with that New Orleans pick. And if that thing continues to go south more, Philly, you may have a top five pick in an right. NFC championship in the same year, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I I think that would be amazing. And I think I think karma owes us. Last year we had the Miami Dolphins first round pick, and they were one in seven, Sills. They were one in seven and won like eight in a row. I mean, how the horrible is that? Um, but I think the Saints with Jameis Winston, they said he has like four uh fractures in his back. They're gonna shut him down eventually. They will, and I think I think that's at least a top ten pick. Um, I I feel really good about that. I think they play Minnesota this week in in London, London. so yeah. I don't think they're going to win that game either. Um, they, they they that's a team that should really be zero and three. And if yeah, if we get top five pick, you know Will Anderson, let's get him. No doubt, that would be it. amazing, yo. All right. I will smoke so many cigars that it ain't even funny. <laughs> I'll get cancer. <laughs> All right, Doug's coming to town. Your feelings on yeah. Doug coming to town? Doug deserves a standing ovation. I, I have no issues with Doug Peterson. I don't think they should have, you know, I, I I was against them firing him at the time. Uh, he brought us the Super Bowl. He, he It's not like Carson where he requested a trade and quit on the team. I think Doug deserves a standing ovation and respect. Give him a standing ovation before the game starts and then go kill his team. That's how I see it. No. You know what, Philly? I, I I said something to a a cowboy fan. I go, you know what the debate is right now in Philly to show you how how these people think? It's whether or not to give the guy a standing ovation because he delivered a that's how hard it is in that city <laughs> right. to get any kind of see, I don't think that that's like a non I don't think that's not a big deal. I think it's a big deal. When you welcome someone back right. and you want to give that guy his justice and his due for what yeah. he delivered, would you agree he delivered the greatest sports moment in Philadelphia Eagle history and Philadelphia yes. sports history? 
Yes. I was I was seriously debating beforehand whether I would ever see it in my lifetime. So yes, uh, he he did. And 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 he, and he didn't, you know, he didn't do anything in my opinion to to get fired. He he took us to a Super Bowl and then had went to the playoffs what, two straight years after misses one playoff and he's out. And why is he out? Well, problems with him and Howie and also Carson Wentz didn't want him. Uh Woogie, we call him Woogie. But he didn't want um he didn't want to be with Doug Peterson. And then they fired Doug Peterson. Then Carson wants out anyways. He deserves to get booed when he comes. Not Doug. Doug deserves a standing ovation. Do you agree in hindsight now that maybe it was time for both parties to part ways because things had got so sideways? Because, I mean, in hindsight, look at it now, how it's working out for both parties. Right. I'll talk to Doug about Doug here in a second. But, I mean, do you think it's – do you think it's like really kind of worked out in the best interest of the team? Or do you think, again, if you had to do it all over again, you'd still stick to your guns and you'd want him here? And would Jalen be better if he was mm-hmm. here? Well, I, I like Nick Sirianni. I, I, I like Nick Sirianni so far. So I, there's nothing against him. If, if I had to do it all over again, I probably still would have given Doug at least one more year and then seen. Because I thought, you know, he deserved at least one, one year to right the ship. But um, I'm not upset with Nick Sirianni at all. I, I, I love what they've done with Jalen Hurts. I, I love what Jalen Hurts has really done with himself. Just the effort and the work that that kid puts in um, has been amazing to see what he's done so far. A couple last questions for you here. Josh Sweat, are you now sold that he's an every-down D lineman? Mm-hmm. I think he's all right. I think he's serviceable. I'm not, I'm not totally sold, um, but he's played well. Um, I can't complain about that. I still think this team needs a major upgrade at the defensive end spot next year. I do. Here, I'm going to say it to you. Hassan Reddick, I know he had a sack and a half, but watch this. I don't see it. I I just yeah. He's not impressive to me. And that Washington O-line is the worst in the league, maybe. I mean, nine sacks. I'm not dismissing what he did, but he's – I mean, watching him cover a tight end is a joke. I yeah, mean, I, really I don't like him coverage. I, I don't like him in coverage either. either. Uh, definitely not. Um, but I still think Reddick, you know, I, I got to give Reddick this. The guy had two straight double-digit sacks, uh, two straight years with two different organizations. So to me, I know it's in there. I know he can do it. Josh Sweat has to go out and show me he can do it this year. I just think they've got to get way – they got to use Reddick better. Um, and, but why and I is thought, Reddick on his third team in three years then? that's a great question. I don't know. I don't know the details, uh, if it was contract or what, but because um, he's one dimensional, they, they, you know what? He's a player Philly that doesn't have a position. Like you can't play him at stand up end. You can't Mm -hmm. put his hand down in the dirt and you can't play him really at linebacker. All he is, is really a situational pass rusher. Well, here that's not $15 million a year, man. And I think again, you know, yeah. like you said, I do want to see it play out some more. I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I want to see it play out some more, but I think they're struggling finding a spot for him. Yeah, and I, I blame the coaches for that. I, I do. Like, like if I have a guy and he only does one thing good, I'm going to make sure he's constantly doing that one thing good. Then, you know, um, I think you got to put him in the right positions. Um, I, I think, I think he started coming alive a little bit last week. There, there was a couple other times where he got really close. He forced one fumble. 
Um, I, I think he's going to be okay as the season goes. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, final question for you here. Um, Jalen Hurts, are you sold now he's throwing for 4,500 yards? Yes. Yeah, he's throwing oh You and Sander now are drinking the Kool-Aid now. Listen, the guy's got over 900 yards in the first three games, right? First, he's the first quarterback in NFL history with over 900 yards and 150 plus yards running. Uh, it, I think he can. Look at the receivers he's got, man. These guys are, are good, man. AJ Brown. How about my boy Devontae Smith, right? I, I, he, he, I thought he got hosed out of being. I thought he got hosed out of being the NFC um, offensive player of the week. I thought he was going to get it. That dude's a man, a skinny man, but he's a man. Let me tell you, I love that guy. So you, know? you think there's going to be 2,000-yard wide receivers on this team? Yeah, I do. <laughs> First I, time in France. So the, yeah. he's going to break the seasonal record, Jalen Hurts, for passing yards, and – you're going to have for the first time two 1,000-yard receivers in one season. Yeah. Because, that's, that, I, I said going in, I thought either Devontae, A.J. Brown, I thought two of the three, with including Goddard too, two of the three would have 1,000 yards. A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith are going to. I mean, look at the way they're throwing. They're, they're throwing the ball, and they're throwing down. So, yeah, they're going to have 2,000 yards. They're going to kill it this year. Wow, man, the Kool-Aid is everywhere. Uh, Gay, I need some ice <laughs> for that Kool-Aid. I got a big cup right here. Oh, my Kool-Aid, right there. Look at that Kool-Aid, Pinky up. Pinky up when you drink. Shows you got to get, you have clean. Look at that, you know? man. This guy's got gin and tonic going, and he's. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm drinking, smoking stogies. I'm still celebrating Sunday. Shit. I can't you wait know. till Sunday, dude, to see this game, man. Because I, hey, do you agree? Final question for you. Do you agree yeah. this is going to be the biggest test that they have? Look, I'm not dismissing what, uh, Minnesota's win. I think that's a great win, and I agree with you. Um, I think the other wins, I think Detroit's going to win probably six or seven games. Washington, it's going to be a lottery team. But this game, dude, they got pass rushers. Trevor Lawrence is playing some great football, too. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a pretty good test on Sunday. This is this is a tough game. I, I think this is a tough game because because they, they play they – play, Tough, man. And they're going to play the Eagles tough, I have no doubt. But this isn't the game that scares me. The game that scares me is next week, uh, oh, Arizona. Because you'll be 4-0. You're going to Arizona where we struggled in the past. And you have Dallas on, what, Sunday night football on yeah. the horizon. That's the game that I'm worried about the letdown. Oh, man. Hey, can you imagine if the Cowboys are 5-1 and one and the Eagles are 6-0 and oh for that Sunday night game? I, that'd be crazy, but I gotta tell you, I'm loading. I'm betting Washington big money line this week. I got. I think Dallas gonna lose. You think Dallas loses to that shitty Washington team? I do. I think they're gonna lose this week. Or are I you hoping? <laughs> no, nah, I think they're gonna lose. I don't think Dallas is that good. I really don't. I think Woogie's gonna go out there and and and, and beat Dallas. <laughs> Brother, I love you, man. Thank love you so you much for coming aboard, man. Thank I you. appreciate it. Definitely, man. Thank you so much. Take care. You got it, man. Philly 500, man. I love listening to him. Fantastic. All right. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. 
go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. God, who would have thought that people would be talking about Tua, Hertz, and Trevor Lawrence in a conversation for MVP stuff? Now, Trevor's a little bit further down the list here, but all three of these quarterbacks had major conversations about them prior to going into this regular season people started doing this about trevor lawrence Uh, you know when is he going to start showing us some of that promise he has jalen's completely reinvented himself tua everyone's like this wow one of these three guys or maybe all three make it as of right now these three guys shit Who's your biggest surprise? Trevor Lawrence? I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that big a surprise. Tua? Tua beat Hurts out. 
Jalen's got to be the biggest surprise of any quarterback in the league this year. Nobody, nobody after that Bucks game was talking the way they're talking now about him. You would have to make the comment that the guy that's made the most significant leap has been Jalen. Think about it. Has Justin Field? That kid looks terrible. Trey Lance looked terrible before he got hurt. Zach Wilson? I don't know. I haven't really seen him. He can't slide. He got hurt in the exhibition game against Philly. Joe Burrow's on his back more than he is standing up in a huddle. I think Burrow straightens it out. and I, That's going to be an interesting game on Thursday. By the way, is Tua going to even play? Another factor that you got to take into consideration with him. Right? Look, again, one thing about Tua, not rooting against him. I'm just going with his history. His history is he can't stay healthy. That's a fact on Tua Tuckaviola. Okay? I have brought nothing up about whether or not I thought he's playing. I, he is playing well. What's that have to do with his durability? Zero. Zero. My wife's a big Tua Tuckaviola fan. She, she thinks everybody, including the former head coach, hated him. And she's like, I'm a, she's a Tua fan, by the way. And she keeps going, I told you this kid. And I go, yeah, he's hurt again. She goes, is he missing the game? I go, I don't know what they're going to do with the concussion protocol. I think he's probably going to play unless the Players Association gets involved in this. But, um, yeah, his issues is durability. It's never really been – well, you know, I, I, I always thought about – I don't think he throws a very good deep pass. He's accurate, though. 85 says, Dan, 35 is the magic number for Hertz with $5 million per year in incentives. Okay, so 46-1 is what quarterbacks like Kyler Murray are getting paid. Why would he take $11 million? Why would he take a million-dollar haircut? Okay, why would he again? You think Clutch Sports? That's LeBron's people. Okay, those are LeBron James people. You think they're going to take pay cuts? You sign you sign up for Clutch Sports for one reason. You got the gravitas of LeBron and Maverick Carter in the building. Maverick Carter's not taking pay cuts. <laughs> Maverick Carter is part of that. You understand that, right? Maverick Carter's a billionaire. He's not just some agent like Drew Rosenhaus. Maverick Carter's a billionaire. He's a billionaire agent. He's LeBron's guy. Him and World Wide West and Maverick Carter are the brain people behind LeBron James. You guys don't know who World Wide West is. I do. I went to school with him at Miami. He sold cars before he went to CAA. He used to hang out with me all the time. He's from Philly, by the way. You, you know that World Wide West is from Philly. Okay? Rich Paul and them guys, you think they're going to take a haircut from Howie? Come on now. 
Okay. Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, the bronze people in the building. That's going to be a pretty tough. Hey, you know why Jalen, I think, got clutch sports? Because those guys are pretty tough negotiators. And they pretty much get their way. Shit, they're trying to get Zion Williamson. Um, they were trying to get Zion Williamson out of New Orleans. And then the Benson family came in and went like this. And that guy missed 70% of his games because of injury. And you know what ended up happening? Clutch Sports ended up getting that guy, what? A max deal. Okay? Dan Hurts will get most of his money back loaded with the signing bonuses. That's Howie. Clutch Sports is a swear word around Philly, and they have Hertz and Maxi. Hey, man, he he wanted a bad guy as an agent, and he's got it. Seals, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, will you streak through Central City, Center City? <laughs> Why would you want me streaking anywhere, man? I could barely run. Oh no, I, I got it. I got an idea. What I could I mean, me think of an idea. No, but then again, you got to remember something. Hey, Jersey, you got to remember something, though, man. Anytime Big Sills does something, people get their panties in a bind. Rich Paul is going to get hurts his money as we should, as he should. Take Mulata, for instance. They got a deal on him. If they signed him after this season, it would have been much more. I know. That's an old tackle. You're talking $50 million or $35 million. Guys, that's, that's a big difference. Okay? Sills doesn't like eggplant. I know. Don't understand why. But I don't like eggplant. I know. Do you, hey, do you know what testaverde means in Italian? Green head. I don't know why I threw that. I don't really like eggplant, though. My grandfather loved it. I don't really like eggplant. I'm actually interested to see how Howie maneuvers during the season. Me too. Because you get this, you have TJ Edwards out there. You have Isaac Sayamalo. I would say that, hey, would you agree? The contract stuff. You got to work with TJ Edwards yet. You can sign him during the year. TJ Edwards. You got Miles Sanders. That's also up at the end of the year. You got Isaac Sayamalu. That's up at the end of the year. Okay. You could start negotiations with Jalen at the end of the year. What are you doing here? Who's the first guy up? I can't. I think you have to go TJ as your first dude up. I think you got to go TJ. Seals have, you have to eat chicken parm, extra mozzarella in a thong if we win the Super Bowl. Jesus Christ, you guys want to see me in a very un, uncool compromising position in a, in a Jason Giambi golden thong eating chicken parmesan. And you know what? I, I want a better meal than that. If they win the Super Bowl, I, okay, I want to have scoongeal, lobsters, okay? Scoongeal lobster, a nice salad, a nice wine, 
cake bread Merlot, and then we'll talk about it. Big Sills is a cake bread Merlot guy. I know some of you guys out there going, is that Thunderbird? <laughs> no, my, my Thunderbird days are gone. Nah, man, I'm not a, I'm not a steak guy either, man, believe it or not. A uh, Brajute. Yeah, Del- hey, look at you. Can- hey, Canapa, like it. I know a guy named Nick Canapa. I think I think Derek Gunn worked with him in San Diego when Derek Gunn was working for the Union Tribune. Dan, just watch Eric Kramer on the Lions destroy the Cowboys in the playoffs. Eric Kramer. Wow, is that a name from the past? You got luxury sales. This ain't for you. <laughs> That's it. okay. Well, then guess what? I'll have I'll drink a little Keani. <laughs> I'm not a steak guy either. Give me the seafood first. Maniac, I can eat blue shell crabs. Just put a hunt. You could put a put a bucket of them there. Someone goes steamers. Just put a bucket there. Okay, just put a bucket of steamers. Right? Just put a bucket there. I'll go with the bucket. Steamers, blue shell, scoongeal. Jesus, do I have the face of Sicily? Do I have the map of Sicily on my face or what? Dentity, got you, man. Fried chicken all day, you sound like my wife. She's the one that knows how to make the chicken fried steak and eggs. I never had it in my life. Hey, I never had, my wife is like, like you know, from Dallas and such and from Virginia. So she makes chicken fried steak and eggs, biscuits. I never had Mexican food in my life until I uh, met her living in Dallas fantastic man i love mexican food now mexican and cuban food when i went down to miami i started eating cuban food the yellow chicken or the yellow rice and the chicken oh it's great down in little havana oh man it's fantastic down there oh man steamers you're killing me hey maniac i love steamers man the little cherry ones too right well hey by the way tomorrow we got it confirmed here. Our good friend Tony Baselli will be with us tomorrow. I'm so happy that he made it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you got to think something here. This has got to be the first time that Jacksonville has been relevant since what? Mark Brunel? Doug is – I can't wait to see how Philly takes him in. That's pretty cool. I'm trying to think. How, how was it when, when Andy came back the first time? To Lincoln Financial. How was that? Dan, is your wife a Latin? No, she's a white redneck. <laughs> smoking, though. She's smoking. Oh, yeah. Oof. Big Sills married the prom queen. Okay. Big Sills married the prom queen. How was that when he came back? I wonder if they're going to give him the same kind of... Um, if they're going to give him the same kind of like um, applause that that Andy got, Andy never won it though. Andy never delivered the greatest moment in Philly history. He did, and I, I I heard from Rob earlier that he's never seen that statue that's standing out front there. I, I wonder what he's going to think about that. Great memories, man. Absolutely standing standing O for Andy and Doug. Hey, like I told everyone, this guy that was in Dallas asked me a question on the radio, I think 103-something, Jerry Station. 
and they were asking me about the Eagles. And I said, Hey man, they're going to give, they're going to give Doug Peterson, I think a really great standing ovation. And they're like this, Hey, that's pretty nice to them. I go, nah, I don't think so. I don't think that crowd base like hands out standing ovations. Like, you know, Hey, way to go. Good job done. All this and that. Like Wentz is going to get destroyed when he comes in week 10. When he shows up in week 10 at the link, he's going to get destroyed. I mean, dude, you talk about a guy who melts under pressure and runs into sacks. He may not run out of the tunnel. (laughs) Okay. He he may, man. You think they'll do a video tribute for uh, Wentz? A video tribute for Carson Wentz. Big Seals, you only got the prom queen because she knew you was an NFL-bound guy. No, I met her when I was with the Cowboys. And just so you know, all around, I told her I played with the Cowboys. First thing she said to me was, well, you guys suck. And that's when I said I was going to marry her. (laughs) Okay? And by the way, she hates Jimmy Johnson. She loves Tom Landry. She's a Tom Landry guy. Okay, just so you know, she likes Tom Landry. She didn't like the way Jerry and Jimmy handled um, Tom Landry. All right, Tony Baselli tomorrow. At around 4.30, the Hall of Famer and part of the broadcast team for the Jags. Please hit the like button on the way out, guys. You've been spectacular once again. I appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. See you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.